kill Whitey. Oh, that's so badass. Brave ass lady. Fuck yeah. That's fucking badass. Yeah. Harriet Tubman, General Tubman. Yeah. Well, well then, fine. Welcome to the show. Yep, the uh, program. Oh, yes, uh, them. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the program where we talk to you guys about uh, historical figures. People. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about people of, that are people that you know their name, but you don't always know why you know their name. Yeah. You're like, that. they're probably important. I realize that the very first episodes we've done where I'm saying the same similar thing, it sounds so condescending. I bet you know these people's names, but you don't You don't know that much. So <laughs> listen to our podcast. We'll tell you. I do like like in our official intro, you, you say that where you're like, <laughs> you know this, but I bet you can't. Uh... Bet you, bet you can't say anything <laughs> yeah. about them. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me like a thirty second blip about them. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't know shit. I do. <laughs> Listen to my show. Oh, program. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe. Condescending is probably the right word for that. Yeah. I do apologize I to our three listeners. Thanks. Wife. <laughs> Wives and and one one person. One random guy. Which is probably one of our friends. Just curiously clicking on it yeah and then immediately be like why did i click on this and turn, close it that's what i would do anyway oh we need a fun fact of the day i've got one but it's a little bit of the pressing side you got a good fun fact of the day yeah let's both do one okay you do yours um i read an article today that said that uh while getting oral sex from a, her partner a woman uh was having such a good time that she had a stroke what yeah well i read the article thinking well maybe she had a propensity for strokes and it kicked it on, but the the doctor was so like, no, that happens. So it's like the, if you hit a certain intensity, you can put them into it. Yeah. It was like because the blood drains from your brain, and if you're having such an intense orgasm, <laughs> you lose blood in a section of your brain to the point where it's a fucking stroke. She stroked, where did you she read this? Out. What article was this on? Was the this internet? On? Yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, I want the next people time to be on whose ever tongue that is, <laughs> because that's some magical shit. I want you know that guy went to work the next day and was like, you know what I did? I uh, gave my wife a stroke. And everyone's like, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 that explains. <laughs> no, 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 uh, yeah, with my dick, oh, or with my tongue, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you imagine that, like, going down on a girl and she just, I think he said that she just went stiff. And like went unconscious, and he's like, oh, "Do I stop or what do I? Is this really I finish, <laughs> De- dear, dear?" Calls I'm just gonna finish. <laughs> on the phone while he's going. Hey, oh, she can't. I can't stop. But she. Uh, uh. This is graphic. <laughs> she's not responding to me, but she gets mad when I stop. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fine. She's she lived. That's good. So. Uh, fair warning to everybody out That's there. That's a different kind of happy ending. She <laughs> <laughs> lived. That's a happy ending. Uh, yeah, if you, if you, you know, if you're gonna go down there, uh, just be fair warned. Sometimes it'd be that intense. So yeah, be care, be careful if you have a magical tongue or parts. Yeah. Yeah, this is a serious <laughs> PSA. <laughs> All right, well, my my fun fact of the day is kind of on the depressing side, but I did not know this happened at all. Mm. And apparently there's more than one account of something similar happening. I didn't know about any of this. But so I was reading that, uh, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, it's uh, Miley or Maylee, something like that, one, mm. of the, one of the combinations of that. So uh, it's called the uh, Maylee 
um, massacre. Huh. And this happened in Nam during the war. So uh, what happened was 20-odd-something soldiers, American soldiers, went into a, a village and raped and killed, like, over 200 people. And they were South Koreans. So, like, the people were going over to, like, liberate. And so they got tried, and one was convicted. And he was convicted with life in prison. However, he spent three months in house arrest, and that was it. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to shed bad light on uh Isn't that know. like the that Michael J. Fox movie from the 80s? Uh, what's it called? I, I don't remember, but it's something like that where like these guys go and take over some village and rape a bunch of people, and he's unhappy about it. Yeah, I remember you telling me something a little bit about this, but yeah, I haven't seen the movie. But yeah, so I mean, it, it sucks because you, know, you don't want to shed bad light on scenarios like that. But I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing, and apparently it happened... Like something pretty similar, like that happened frequently. I'm not sure if it was ended in murder, but raping and stuff. Like some of the kids were as young as 12, and they like raped and killed them. So what the fuck? I mean, it's, it's shitty. I've heard a lot about that kind of stuff in Vietnam. Vietnam, especially. Yeah. Where I don't know. Fuck them. They're in the they're in the middle of the jungle. And nobody can stop us. Yeah. And uh, South or North Korean, they um, they all look like bad guys to me. <laughs> Well, so those are two, I mean, I say fun fact. Maybe that's not a good way. Just a historical fact and a fun fact. Yours was more fun. Well, I mean, it's good, it's good to know the atrocities of war. Yeah. That's always fun. I mean, I'm sure that shit happens pretty much probably in every war. There's probably been some pretty terrible shit. I mean, besides war itself. Um, well. But war. killing innocent people happens, I'm sure, all the time. I do wonder how much of that is inordinately the Vietnam War because, you know. All that action was so isolated, and the wow. soldiers felt like they weren't—they didn't know what the fuck they were doing there. Yeah. Well, I also heard that there's been many accounts like that, similar to like World War II, where I'm not sure if it was American soldiers. I'm sure that probably happened, but like pretty much on everyone's side, there's been at least one point where they went and like pillaged a village and yeah, fuck them, stole, took shit, yeah, killed them, whatever. Fuck them. That's why we're at war <laughs> because I don't—I don't like their face. Yeah. So I'm gonna take their stuff. Which is weird because and kids and stuff. something else I learned was that apparently, I'm not sure if this is still true, but back in World War II times, that uh, soldiers often hesitated to fire their gun because they didn't want to kill someone. And sometimes if they did fire, they actually aimed to miss. Hmm. And, uh, Seems imprudent. They had to make camps that they called hate camps. So that way they could get you into the right mentality so that way you wouldn't do those kind of things. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like propaganda. I learned that on quite interesting because that's a fucking great show. How do you not, like, how do you hesitate killing a Nazi, though? I mean, fuck Nazis. I don't know. I think it's the whole idea of that the other person might not be the bad guy. They're just doing what they're told to because that's mm. why you're there. And That's true because more than likely you're a 19-year-old kid. They're a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. You're just both there circumstantially. Mm, especially when you have, like, instances where, like, you know where they had Christmas where they seized fire and, like, she, like, had food together and stuff. Yeah. And then the next day they went back to killing each other. So they obviously know that like there's some human you know humanity they can actually sit down and and chill next to each other. But so because Vietnamese people aren't people, it was easier to destroy their villages. At least in that one instance, apparently by those fucking people. Well, go watch the Michael J. Fox movie because I think he... whatever it's called because you don't remember the title. No. Just go look at Michael J. Fox and then go look through his movies. Well, I would recommend start with Teen Wolf, <laughs> and then Back to the Future one and two. Um, then this movie, then Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Watch the, 
and then you'll have the whole Vietnam story. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think he, I think he gets revenge. Oh, that's good. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, anyways, so people time. This is people time. We are uh, we're about eight minutes into it already. So people time. Who we're timing the people? What historical figure are we going to be learning about today? Uh, Harriet Tubman's. Ooh, Tub Tubsman's Harriet Tubman's. Wait, Harriet Tubman. There's just the one person, Harriet Tubman. Oh, okay. So what? You know, and following with the uh, the premise of the show, what what do you feel like you know about Harriet Tubman? Hardly anything, honestly. If I, I think if I if I can remember right, and I don't want to like ruin for me what your no. research has shown, but based off of like just memory, I think she helped with mm, the railroad, the Underground Railroad, and I think there was something about her, like facing off a couple of guys that were chasing down people. Face off. Uh, like I think there are some people that like were chasing down some, some escape, you know, uh, yeah. slaves, and I something about her like running out to go meet them, or I don't really remember. See, this is what there, we're here there, for. There actually is stuff like that. You're not totally off. But is but yeah. See, I don't know that much other than like she was a huge help in the Underground Railroad. Yeah, I mean, she was really good at building railroads, so we all remember that. So what's the year time frame? What what when was she first born? I guess. Uh, it, well, so. She was born January 29th. Question. 1822. Why is it all, why are you saying? 18, 1815? 1820. It's 1736. I. It was, it, oh, they don't know. <laughs> they don't? Not 100%. Like, everything I saw, they were like, could be 1815, could be 1820, could be 1825. So they have a 15-year range of when they're not sure when she's <laughs> born? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess when your property. Yeah, they don't really they worry don't, about they that. They don't give a fuck. You don't have birthdays probably each no. year. Well, like one of the things that I, I should have known this and probably did at one point before in my life, but I drink so much. It's mostly mush in my brain now. Sure. But when they would sell slaves, they used the same charts that they use for cattle. Right. And uh, yeah, nobody gives a shit when a cattle was born. So they just didn't write that stuff down. Yeah, as long as you get probably, I would imagine, I mean, they also kind of like showed them to people who were buying. They'd often put them up on top of a stage, and mm-hmm. so you could make a guess of they're too old or they're too young or they're in the age frame right. of what I need. And they faked their ages a lot. The owners would they make them younger or what? More more on the stronger side of whatever. Use. Yeah, whichever they wanted to do. I mean, if they were trying to sell them, they could say they're younger. If they were trying to, so uh, we could talk about this now because it only kind of partly comes up. But there used to be this thing called manumission. And that, that's, like, where you can legally free your slave. What do you have to do to do that? You just, it's just a legal thing. You so, just sign some paperwork and yeah, free. So I did read about one guy who, I don't know, maybe he just saw Jesus, but he just went to the courthouse and manumitted all his slaves and then went home. Damn, that's cool as Good shit. Good for him. But most of the time, they would manumit them after a certain age. Um, so it's kind of fucked up because it, it sounds nice that they're being freed. But it's it, no, you're it's, basically getting rid of them. It's because when they're 45 or 50, they're not that useful anymore. So you're like, I'm not, I don't want to take care of you anymore. So hey, good luck, you're free. Yeah, it's awful. So the the laws regulating manumission, you have to manumit them um, by 45. And if they're over 45, you can't manumit them. You legally have to take responsibility for them now, like mm-hmm. the elderly slaves. So that wasn't 
you know, the law wasn't always awful. So a lot of people at 44, though, were like, all right, you're on your own. Well, they would they would put their slaves' ages down wrong. So even though they're um, 50, they'd say, oh, no, I'm manumitting you at 45, but you're only 40. Right. And the slave doesn't know. Yeah. Because nobody ever told them you were born in 1822. <laughs> they right. were just, they were like, I don't care when you were born. Uh, I own you. Yeah. So where was Harriet um where was she born? Was she born into um, slavery or was she Yeah, she was born into slavery. Okay. Maryland, Dorchester County, Maryland. Damn. Sounds like a nice place. It's uh so Dorchester County is like a hundred miles straight east of Washington DC. So if you go to DC and you just walk east, you'll find Harriet Tubman's old grounds. Stopping grounds. Yeah, where she used to stop. Nice. She didn't care for it over there though. No. Well, because she was owned. So how did? Well, let's go into then. I guess yeah. What? Sorry, I want to keep jumping ahead because I have so many questions. But. Oh, please. Um, yeah. So remember manumission? It was awful. Right. Um, I was gonna say we. Um, the, they they have pretty big confidence that her. I think it's her maternal grandparents are straight from Africa. So, um, she's like one generation off from being. Brought right. over from Africa, right. and the the tribe that she's from are called the Ashanti tribe, and they used to live. I don't I don't know if they're around anymore, but uh, where is now Ghana, and they were like a super muscular, big into cutting down timber type of tribes, um, and they were very warlike. So they were actually targeted for slavery above others because they were very fit, very strong. Right. I'm assuming probably not easy to to conquer mentally because they're warrior types but i don't know i guess you're just paying for muscle yeah this is all very depressing yeah i was gonna say well i'm sure they had a lot of terrible like whips and different things to, <sighs> yeah yeah we're gonna get into whips this is gonna be a sad this is gonna be a sad one today. i'm gonna try <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to keep the i'm gonna try and inject it with with humor but right which there's a sounds line. awful but at the yeah. same time we gotta I, you know we there, don't have to but it's there's a line when it's inappropriate and I often like to cross an inappropriate line, but this content, I don't really want to make fun of. Seriously, you've said so many different jokes about different uh, types of people throughout our shows that I know you're joking and saying it because that those people... Because I'm an asshole. Well, because people, there are people out there that do say that stuff, and it seems like you're kind of making fun of more of them than anything, but I don't know if our listeners know that, so... That is a problem, so... But, you know, humor is a, a good, a good tactful way of... A parody of racism... Done correctly sounds like racism. It's true. So for the record, everybody, I do hate Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Back to what? Yeah. I got no problem with. I got no problem with gypsies though. It seemed like a good group of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not with Jews. So she was born. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, January 29th, She seemed to be attracted to that. Number maybe somebody told her that was the case, so that's what they wrote down. 1822 is what I hear the most of. If you go to Wikipedia, it just says 1822. Okay. Other sources vary, but she was born uh, Araminta Ross. Um, Harriet's not her. What? Yeah, this comes up a lot. How's that? Every single person we do, it seems like that whatever name that they're known by is not the name that they really. If you want to be an interesting, successful person in history, change your name. Change your name. Yeah. To something completely different. Harriet Tubman sounds nothing like Aramita Ross. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
I want. I mean, I'm gonna officially change my name to Bob Sacamano. That sounds nice. My name's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they called her Minty because that's the end. Like Araminta is her name, and they called her Minty. That's cute. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, her mom's name is Harriet, but she went by Rit. Uh, Harriet Green was her mom, and her dad was Ben Ross. And they're both slaves. Right. Uh, owned by different masters. Um, actually, so her parents were separated by masters? Yeah, so the two masters, I think, were neighbors. So the slaves intermingled in that sense. That's so sad. You know, you, obviously, every single aspect of slavery is, is just awful. But at the same yeah. time, to think about, like, yeah, your husband, your kids will get taken away from you on top of... You're oh going God. into slavery. Like yeah. you're not they don't always keep the family together. I think sometimes there's been cases they have, but I think more often than not you're probably getting separated, right? I mean I think when you look into slavery, sometimes you do hear like, Oh, this master didn't want to break up the slave family and you think, Oh, that's nice. Oh wait, he owns these people. Yeah, no, that's so he's awful still a still. Dick. No, it's but the worst. Most of them didn't. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. They just I need just moved one, around. yeah. Yep. I just moved around. I need I need a slave of this size and I live a hundred miles away, whatever. Yeah. They just didn't give a fuck. But um, the law for slavery at the time, or maybe the whole time over there when it was around, was that uh, however the child is born from the mother, whether they're free or not, the that dictates the child. So if your mom is a slave, you're a slave. If your mom is free, you're free. What? That's it's, weird. Yeah. It's not. I mean, the whole thing doesn't make any sense anyway, so whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I guess it's good if you're free and then you have a kid that's automatically free, but the other yeah. way, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you could um, buy your way to freedom. Like, if you bought yourself from your master, or if you were manumitted, you could be free. How the hell do you do that? How do you buy yourself from... She tried to do that a few times. You really just... If you do side jobs for other people and get money, like you sell oh, pies right. or some shit. But they can always say no, right? Um, Could, but I don't know. Like, if the master hits hard times... You're like, hey, I'll buy, I'll buy myself from you. You can buy your own freedom. So, if a uh, if a former slave had a kid, like a woman had a kid, that kid is free. Right. Luckily, that's good, I guess. And unluckily, terrible. Her mom was owned by Edward Brodus, so she was owned by Edward Brodus. So it's just a horrible thing to say. She was owned by. Yeah. God. Well, and especially because it's like. If a master needs more, all he's got to do is encourage them to get pregnant. Be like, oh, I'll have another one in 12 years, and that will be ready to... Yeah. That and sucks. then if I don't like its face, I just sell it. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's how they thought. Well, and there was a story, and I, forgive me because I don't remember the name. I'm just remembering this off, off the top of my head. But there was a guy who, uh, a slave, who got to freedom by shipping himself, mailing himself <laughs> across to the north like side. Like UPS himself? I don't know what the kind of... <laughs> he just <laughs> put a stamp on his head and walked through like, uh, excuse me? Apparently he got a box and he got inside of it and like, I don't know how he got it all put together. And hmm. Like I said, this is something I just read in passing. It was like one of those kind of like fun fact things. Yeah. And he shipped himself. It worked. He had to like sit in there for like a while, right? While they shipped him. But when yeah. he got to their side, he broke out. I was like, I'm free. I mean, I guess like... You get a, a wooden box that's secure enough, put some pillows in there and some crackers and shit. Yeah. Maybe that's not – I mean, it's a, it's a little insane, but slavery is much more insane. I think so good for any him. kind of – yeah, any kind of idea you can think you can get away with doing, try it out. Yeah. I mean, because, like, what we're going to talk about with her is she just had to fucking walk out. Which is not easy to do, right? I mean, I feel like uh-uh. that's – you get chased down. You get all sorts of stuff going yep. on. They got dogs. They got manhunters. Yeah. Um. People were huge piles of shit over there. Yeah. People are huge piles of shit now, 
but at least we don't own, own anybody. Yeah. God. Let's go back to talking about getting stroked out from Conalingus. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh... Um, actually, speaking of that, that's why I brought this up. Um, Harriet Tubman uh, got eaten out by... No? You're, you're shaking your head no. I was like, I already know this don't, is bullshit. Like, right before the, you were like, speaking of it, I was like, yeah. Come. Don't tell this story. <laughs> no, you can. What is it? Uh, is she, it true? She, yeah, oh, 100%. She, she stroked out from... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Go on. No, that, I don't know if that happened. Actually, she does have seizures, but that's later. Oh, that's not good. That's coming up here. After some more abuse. So her father, Ben Ross, is owned by a guy named uh, Anthony Thomas. And... Luckily, again, their owners are neighbors, so the families are not completely separated, but they're not always together, you know. Yeah. But Ben uh, was actually noted as a preferred slave by his owner. What does that mean? So, both a really super hard worker and, you know, an appeasable guy. Okay. So, like, his his master gave him money. He was like, hey, go do what you want to do. Hey, go build your own cabin. Go... He uh, he's like some master timberman, so he would cut down timber and run whole teams of guys to do that. Damn. So he was quite an upstanding property. So the master rewards those who work hard. Hopefully, the other slaves can see, oh, that guy gets you know extra food and and a place to live outside. Yeah, they incentivized yeah. being uh, a hard worker, a hard worker. and and. I, and Uncle Tom. I uh, I was it's sad because it came up in my brain like yeah. before. Yeah, I was like, ah, I don't want to use that word because I'm sure the guy like, what is he gonna do? Exactly. What right? is he supposed to do? I'm not. I don't think he's an Uncle Tom. I'm not. I don't think that. it's a bad thing. It, not like. I don't know I, the mentality of yeah, being Uncle owned. Tom's derogatory too, and I don't think I think this is different, right? Isn't Uncle Tom kind of a derogatory way of? You're you're kind of laying down the white man after the fact of like slavery was kind well, of done. Like you're, you're. I haven't read the book, but I, I'm pretty sure what it is just like being a slave who's overly like excited to let me work for you, and I'm so happy yeah. all the time, and it's just some fictionalized idea of a slave who's psyched to be owned. Yeah, see, my ignorance is just way too. <laughs> I don't. I just don't know. Well, I'm I probably, did. Hopefully, I'm not saying anything totally terrible. I, I did. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I did read that. Uh, at one point over there, it was illegal to own Uncle Tom's cabin. Like, if, You can own the book. Exactly. Sort of like the way they banned books in other times. That was banned to have. And if you had it, they accused you of being part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. I also read that it's not a particularly good book, but that because it um, you know, had that effect culturally, that that's why it's important. Yeah. I don't know. Read it if you I want I haven't to. read it. I haven't either. It sounds depressing. <laughs> I'm already a little depressed. So, um, in uh, I mean, she was born in the 1820s, but in 1808, importation of slaves from Africa became illegal. Right, right. And and we don't know exactly why, other than they were just slowly seems to be getting less and less. The country was starting to seems to kind of be changing their way slightly. Yeah, I mean, it, the North is no longer allowing slaves. No slaves up north, and maybe. People are starting to have honest conversations with slaves and realizing, oh, okay, so you're like a person this with is feelings. A totally normal person, yeah. Oh, maybe we should not be forcing you into being owned and then right. coercion. And then you got the people who are resisting because they're getting a benefit out of it, right? They don't want to. They don't want to lose what they. Yeah, I mean, it's like which is awful. You know, if if uh, if that's just where you were you were raised. You know, yeah. your parents had slaves, your grandparents had slaves. Right. Maybe you just don't think about it. 
And then it's always easy to, uh, like, validate being an asshole if you're an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. I do that every day. Luckily not. In different ways, though. Luckily not to this extreme. Yeah. Close. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I own people, but I don't hit them. And it's not racial based. I just I just purchased them. And it's not people. It's dogs. Well, Louis and the. Cats. I dress them like dogs. Oh, what are you talking about? So awful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I was saying, importation is illegal. So the number of slaves to like move around goes down, even though of course the slaves are still having children. But this started being like where families would get broken up because um, slave owners would start selling their slaves or uh the uh harriet's parents had nine kids all told three of harriet's sisters were taken from the family and sold to somebody uh i think in georgia did she ever reunite with these siblings damn no i don't i don't think they really come across again that i know of so now that um she so she these are her three older sisters and she witnessed them she didn't really understand what was going on. Being auctioned or what? No, I think the owner set up a... Like a private. Yeah. Like, hey, I've got these, you know, come come up and get them. Come get them. So they just loaded them into a carriage and off they went into the distance. And she recalled from that the horror and pain on her mom's face, obviously. And that was one of the things that scarred her forever was that fear of... Like, being owned is one thing. But with if if you're with your family and there's no threat of being separated, it's probably maybe more bearable. But that sort of cracked her open. I was like, oh, they can just fucking move us then? You know, that was sort of the, the straw yeah. in her mind. So what happened next was her mom started to catch wind of a similar thing where the owner was talking about maybe selling her son as well, so Harriet's brother. And uh, I, can't ima- I can't imagine, like, you're, uh, like, you're a parent and you're like... There's nothing I can do. These people are going to take away my yeah, children. Yeah, fucking kids. And they're going to go work somewhere else. And God knows how they're going to be treated or where they're going to go. Jesus Christ. So the mom actually was not okay with that, so she hid her son um, for about a month. She, Shit, where'd she hide him? Different places. So there were free um, black people in the area, people who had either been manumitted or their mom was manumitted and they were born from her so there were a few people who weren't slaves yeah and obviously they were not cool with slavery so that's sort of the the first backbone of the underground railroads people like that that's so cool. she hit her son around town with different people like that and some white abolitionists as well for about really? a month yeah and the uh her owner Edward Brodus sort of broached the subject like hey uh you know, I was going to sell your son. Where's he at? She's like, you're not getting him. And the first guy that comes in here to get him is going to, I'm going to crack your head open with this pan. She had like a frying pan and she threatened to split his head open. That's fucking badass. So he didn't sell the son. So <laughs> he was really afraid. He, I hope that's what it was. He, that or at least, okay, fine. I won't do it. But I right. hope it's the, uh, I, don't, I don't want her to hit me with that pan. He's like, I can't trust her. Maybe she will kill me. Maybe I shouldn't be selling her kids. What a weird what a weird idea. <laughs> I should be nicer. I'm, well, I'm not going to be nicer. It's just, I don't know. Suddenly yeah. they're violent. I guess I just want to sell the kid. No, uh, I don't want to think about this anymore. Let's just all go home. But yeah, that, that, that incense, you know, her sister's being sold and, and seeing her mom stand up for keeping her brother around. Um, I don't think there's any interviews that say this, but the, the idea is that 
these incidences made her fiery and be like, yeah, I could fucking do something about this. Hell yeah. I don't have to just sit here. I don't have to. So what happened next? She invented the Thomas the Tank Engine franchise. Um, <laughs> she had always fantasized about putting faces on trains and then making them talk. Um, she's also a really big uh, Ringo Starr fan and and uh, from the Beatles and George Carlin, yeah. Right. So she invented Thomas the Tank Engine, and the rest is history. I mean, she was a billionaire. She died in a pile of money. The billionaire who actually made Thomas the Tank is he a billionaire? <laughs> I don't think he made billions. You don't, you don't think so? I don't think I made millions. Maybe. Fuck. No, I have no idea. I mean, they hired Ringo Starr for the show. Did he really? Yeah, he, him, and George so, Carlin were the little, the miniature conductors on that show. You're lying. No, <laughs> that's so hard to tell. Sometimes you just start going like, okay, yeah, and then also you're like, like, I just have to get. So you this. throw some truth into your lies <laughs> that way no one can tell. Sprinkle that in. That's how I get you. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what did Harriet do? So next? actually, the only lie there is that she actually died a trillionaire. <laughs> that was the only lie. No, so she, um, I don't know, I just made her fiery. I mean, now she's about a teenager, and she, uh, well, her owner did not want to sell her either due to the threat of violence. Nice. So he, uh, Edward Brodus didn't have like a huge plantation. I, I think he owned about 17 slaves, but he didn't necessitate 17 slaves worth of work on his property so he would, he? he would rent them out to other people oh, i didn't know that was even no thing. i hadn't really considered that i mean i guess it kind of makes sense mm. but she said that her master in specific edward brodus was not a, a cruel violent guy uh, particularly i mean he owned people so right. fuck him i was to say i mean I, you're getting the better of the most terrible part at least you're not getting the people who are just beating you for no reason or beating well, you on you and you gotta wonder like to, to somebody like her who was a slave, what's the standard for not being cruel? Does that mean he only hits you twice a day? Oh yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? She didn't. She, she might didn't have seen examples. other. She might have seen other masters treat their slaves just you know to the point of death. Because I think that was kind of common, right? Where you could like basically beat the shit out of your. You could do whatever you wanted to them. Your slave to like, and then they would just have to recover for the next month, and then you're like, now get yeah. back to work. I mean, beyond oh, God, physical violence and 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 rape and all kinds of neglect. It, it was what, ugly. What happens, I guess it makes sense to be on the mother's side of whether the child is a slave or not. Because if you raped your slave, if you were a master and you raped your slave, yeah. the child would be your. a slave. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Now, I'm assuming just because these people are evil, it, it, if it came out a little bit whiter, maybe you'd raise it as your own kid yeah i think it's but happened, i don't know but i don't think i don't know how often i've heard of people's like yeah. heard of people buying a slave and then marrying them and like send them free but they're basically yeah. i mean as free as like you're not married to me and you're not going anywhere still but yeah i mean i still own you and then then yeah because even back then i think <laughs> i think even white people bad people's wives were also like i mean you, you at least agreed i think i don't think well, that depends i, I don't think you were the... property but i I think he might have owned your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you took his last name. You're mine. Yeah. That's why my wife did not take my last name, because I am not smart enough to own a person. Yours either, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with that, it, that too. That reflects like... a lot on us. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, I'll keep you around, but I'm not taking your stupid name. You know, honestly, I would have almost switched mine over to hers, except for the fact that I was like, it sounds like too much trouble. Now I, now I right? don't know why, like, oh, I don't know why you would want to do it also. So I go get to, like, like, a lawyer's office I have and to get, change like, your driver's, driver's license. license and my Fuck social that. security is going to be different with the uh, name printed originally. I don't know. Anyway. No, thank you. Yeah. Um... 
Harriet Tubman changed her name. Legally? Yeah, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. We'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, like I was saying, her master was not overly cruel, but she said that the people that she was rented out to often were. Oh. Which I found curious because if you owned a person and you rent them out to other people and then that person beats the shit out yeah, of them you'd be, you'd be pissed. a little upset. You'd be like, I gotta give this to somebody else later and now I you... I don't know. You broke their leg, you fucker. I don't think they have real logic over there. That's terrible. Yeah. But here is fun time stories. One time oh, when she was rented out, uh, she was whipped for not keeping a uh, newborn baby quiet. What the fuck? Yeah, I think she I was... I this is fun times. Yeah, this is the fun stuff. Oh, God. So I think she was like nine and she was put in charge of a newborn baby... And told to keep it quiet. And when the baby cried, she got whipped in the face. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Next fun story. Uh, This one guy had muskrat traps. What? Okay. And and muskrats live in like swampy areas. Uh, But it was winter time. Because that's also the best time to... Because I guess the uh, winter pelt of a muskrat is nicer. Has a nice sheen. So she was uh, told to go check and set these muskrat traps in the middle of winter um, in a swamp. So she got horribly sick and got the measles. Jesus. And he still just sent her out there to go check the traps. Like, oh, fuck yourself. He's like, I'm cold. Go get my muskrats. Jesus. So that was fun. Uh, Another time, she, being a little kid, stole a little cube of sugar, and the white lady saw her. So she got scared of being beat, so she ran away and hid in a pig trough for five days. Holy shit, five days. Yeah, because she was so afraid about getting beat for eating a piece of sugar. Now I'm just thinking, like, obviously it makes perfect sense if not even hiding there longer, but you think of, like, kids running away today when they get scared or they get in trouble. They're not going to get fucking beat, so they run yeah. away for a couple of hours. and then They go in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Run down the street and don't come back home for four I mean, hours. If they bring their phone, they could be in there all day. Oh, that's a totally different era, too. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about kids today now all have phones. Well, and that was the worst part was her phone wouldn't work in the in the pig pen. She didn't well, get service was, in it. Yeah, the signals weren't as good back then. Mm-mm. So she didn't have anything to do. I mean, she probably had, like, the the games that were stored on her phone that didn't require Wi-Fi. Snake. But, yeah, but then eventually it dies. Yeah. So I don't know what she did out there. Yeah, so... Did she just not eat for those five days? She got oh, to no, run she, back out and come in? She said she ate from the pig trough. Oh, really? Yeah, she had to fight the mother pig for food Jeez. out of the pig trough. So what happened when she eventually... Uh, I think she just got hungry and sick of fighting with pigs, so she went back to the lady's house and promptly got beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a lot of fun. Um, oh, this is one of my personal favorites. One time, she did. she didn't sweep... Um, a living room to the mother's um, preference or liking. And the lady wanted to whip her, of course, like you do. Right. And the husband actually stopped her and said, no, it's not, it's fine. She doesn't know how to sweep. You don't need to hit her. Uh, And then he's like, Harriet, go upstairs and roll up some carpet I have. And so Harriet went up to roll up the carpet. When she was turned around, he beat her in the back of the head with a a rope with a knot at the end of it. Wait, wait, wait. Make sure I got this understood right. So she's told to sweep the living room. The living room. And the female master, I'm assuming she's rented out. The female master is like, I'm going to beat you. And then the husband master is like, yeah, no, no don't do that. Be nice. Go upstairs. But then he follows her upstairs and then he beats her. Yeah. So he just wanted to beat her instead of the wife. What the fuck? 
I think he wanted the punishment to be more solid so she didn't see it coming. That's pretty shitty. So he hit her, he hit a, a child in the back of the head while they weren't paying attention with a rope with a knot on the end of it. What? Oh she had crazy God. scars on her neck and face. This is, and I hate to bring this up, I, I know it's political for one, but this is one of the reasons why I think the white privilege is totally a thing is because segregation ended after my father was born. Oh, that's, that's a weird thought to think about. Yeah. At the time my dad was going to elementary school, mm-hmm. yeah, there wasn't any black kids in his school. At least, I mean, there could have been, but because some schools were allowing it, but legally all segregation wow. hadn't ended yet. So there were still some areas. So, and then you think that like, well, yeah, everything's equal. Yeah, in the last 50 years, you think everything's changed a Fucking whole bunch? barely. And it took forever. People owned people. We got to this point where like, you know, segregation was still a thing. Yeah. And now people are like, white privilege is another thing. Sorry. I'm, well, I'm and then we have stupid. one black president. And every old white person goes insane. Yeah. They yeah. went fucking insane. Which is funny because it's one. Like if people are like, well, it's just as equal. How many black people have we had as president so far? One. The recently. One. Yeah. He was the one antichrist. And yeah, right. And he's always the one that's the worst. Like, <laughs> Good God, people. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, sorry. I didn't go off in the middle of it anyways. See, yeah, a lot of this just blows my mind when I'm like, how? how? Why? Yeah. Why? How? Why? So here's the thing. I was trying to... Uh, put myself in their mind state. Right. Not to not to justify, but to... Just understand. Figure it out, yeah. Yeah, because I don't like to just criminalize people based off of my modern idea of it. So I was thinking, if if I had a yard big enough to have a garden that would, like, necessitate a horse, Yeah. right? So it's a different species that I own, that I'm smarter than, technically. I don't think a horse can do algebra, but neither can I. So it's close. <laughs> But I don't beat the fucking horse, right? Like, yeah, but I, I mean, I, horse owner, horse owners might. I don't know. Do you I've know never, any horse owners? No, like, but violent? It, it makes you think of Louis C.K.'s joke about ponies, and he's like about ponies, ponies, oh ponies, and how like they bite, and then he's like, like everything on the internet, you go read about ponies biting. They're like, oh yeah, to get them to stop, you gotta punch them right in the face. And there's somebody <laughs> else like, you shouldn't do that. You don't deserve to keep your ponies. And he's like, no, I think you should punch him in the face harder. Like, he's just going, I don't know, though. So that's... What the fuck? So that's this is what we're talking about right well, now. Well, here's the thing is, I mean. <laughs> like sometimes you're like, no, it's a different species. I could beat him in the face. So I think that, I mean, I get your thought on it, but I think that there are people out there that, I mean, even dogs. I mean, there's a freaking uh, article every single no. week where some, yeah, someone's done something terrible to their dog. No, the so, past owner that owned my dog was abusive to him, and I yeah, I get so homicidal. I know. My, I'm freaking out right now. Hold <laughs> no. on. I need to take Dude. a second. Oh, man. I, watched, I need to take a second. I watched a video of a, one in an elevator, and this guy just hit like tiny dog. Like We're talking about like a little 10-pound dog or, or smaller. And you're just like, you know, if I would have been like, if the doors would have opened up, I would saw that. I, was just, I wouldn't have questioned anything. I would have just started punching. Yeah, I don't. I think you just see red at that point. Yeah. But that's the thing is, so I, I, that, I agree with you. I think that was the mentality they were trying to push but, was I that mean, they are lesser. But it's still your property who – Works for you. So if they're healthy and they're happy, they'll do a better job. Yeah, but these are people who, who, who own slavery. They already thought it was a good idea to begin with. They're not very bright people. Yeah, they're not good people, yeah. And they so, weren't Christians. I mean, they were definitely yeah. praying to God like, oh, please give me a new shipment of good, strong slaves. And I actually remember in school there was a, a comic style of thing that was put in the newspaper. And the idea was it was, it was propaganda, and it showed a picture of – 
an African-American, well, I guess I say at the time, because it was just, the picture was in Africa, and it shows yeah. two Africans, and there's a, a skull on the ground, like a human skull, and they have spears, and they're just sitting on rocks. And then it shows the next panel, which is the same two, and they're dressed nicely, and they're serving <clears throat> drinks. And the idea was being like, see, we're giving them a better life. They would be starving or dying over here, getting eaten by cannibals whatever Ugh. and then over here we we were actually giving them a better life so they were trying to push the idea that oh yeah this is okay to have slavery no, and sh- they're lesser than us that shit came up all the time whether the yeah. southern rhetoric was um not only do they they like working for us they're good workers they enjoy being here they're not smart enough to take care of themselves they need a strong powerful white person to give them a, an identity yeah. and they yeah they held on to that idea it's a shitty mentality for a long time and they and that's why you, you know and then you convince your kids that and then they grow up and they have the same stupid mentality anyways they still feel like that in certain parts of georgia yeah and in louisiana fuck everywhere yeah that's why that's why rap music happened yeah. Yeah. I like rap music. Yeah. What are we talking about? Harriet Tubman. <laughs> oh, Harriet Tubman. So this one time um, on our, our fun list of horror, uh, actually the thing you were talking about before, um, she's at a dry goods store, um, you know, making some purchases for whoever she's working for. Sure. And there's a slave uh, trying to run away. Like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And the master is running up right behind him like, Get back here. Yeah. And he he comes up to Harriet, and he's like, hey, grab him. Help me grab him. And Harriet's like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she just kind of stands in the doorway like, I'm not going to fuck you. So the cool. the story says that he the this asshole slave owner picked up a two-pound weight, and they say that he was throwing it at the slave who was running away, but he hit Harriet directly in the face. Right. Well, skull. So I think he hit her on purpose, personally, and... because she said no. Yeah. Um, it did crack open her head. Jesus. Um, she, <laughs> if you if you read into it, she has some funny quotes that are like, I don't know. She just had this weird sense of humor, but she said that um, she's pretty sure that her hair saved her life that day because she said, I never washed my hair, and it was so greasy because whenever I would eat dinner, I would wipe the grease into my hair. <laughs> she said that she said my hair looked like a. Uh, she said it stuck up like a bushel basket. Her hair did. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, I think that absorbed a good amount of the blow. That's awesome. <laughs> so she's like, what? can you? So luckily, I live. She's got a sense of humor when she gets her head cracked open. She's like, but my hair did some. She's know. like, but my shitty looking hair is what absorbed it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. fun. But, uh, of course, they treated her the way that you would expect. Um, she was bleeding profusely, so they just put her on the floor for about two days. And before her master was like, okay, that's enough. Get up and go work. Jesus. So she didn't ever get medical attention for that. So you just bleed for a while and, and hope you don't die, and then you go back to work. Yeah. Promptly. Mm-hmm. She did say that the combination of blood and sweat uh, from when she was back out in the fields would blind her eyes every day. Good God. So I hope you can find the humor in that somewhere. I don't, I can't. No. No. Um, this did cause, from how she described her symptoms, what we're pretty sure now gave her temporal lobe epilepsy. Oh, okay. So this is where she's getting her seizures from. Yeah. So she does have seizures. This is not from the fun time seizures like the lady from before. But this one, right? you know, markedly more helpful because – so a uh, temporal lobe seizure is not like a physical seizure. She didn't shake. Oh, no. Uh, your temporal lobe 
affects like your um, visual perception. So she hallucinated pretty much. What? So when you have a temporal lobe epilepsy, a lot of people think that they are communing with the dead or with God or with ghosts or spirits or fairies uh, or they're traveling through space and time. Uh, it sounds like a pretty good time, honestly. <laughs> it's like yeah. acid, but you don't get to control it. And um, hmm. yeah, so she started suffering from these symptoms. Now we don't, of course, back then they didn't know what temporal lobe epilepsy was. Right. So she um, ascribed it to, I, I talk to God now. Oh. So she would have premonitions and, fly through the spirit realms and talk to angels and dead people and Interesting. God. And, um, how often did that happen? Did she say did it happened? I don't know like daily, but I know that it was enough. It came up a lot. There was like a thing for her. She just, because someone threw a fucking thing at her head. Jesus cracked her fucking head open. But that's the, the, the weird silver lining to this is that it made her feel not like a, prophet but she did feel like she was talking to god so from here on yeah she felt like she was really she's like i can do anything because if god wants me to die it's already in his hands if he doesn't want me to die i work for him so let's let's go yeah so um if it wasn't giving her blinding headaches and dizzy spells um or she would go into these weird trances where people would be talking to her and she would just blank out and and then after a few minutes, she would just start the conversation back up where she left off, and she doesn't remember being gone. Right. To her, it's all happened in the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah. but... So she just, she just bounces out. So she had those kinds of symptoms, but then, yeah, the funner part was traveling astrally and uh, talking to God. They, they uh, later on in life, called her the Negro Joan of Arc. Cause she, Joan mm-hmm. of Arc talked to God, too. Maybe she had epilepsy. <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, Joan of Arc. Maybe we have to do Joan of Arc. Later, sometime. Hey, pause this podcast. I gotta go look up Jonah Ark. All right, Jonah Ark. Is it Jonah? Jonah of? Jonah of Ark. Jonah of. I don't know. Arches. Oh, it's Jonah Arch. Mm. Um, I actually went to Hebrew school with Jonah Arch. Good, good guy. Hebrew school. Mm-hmm. After all your other previous comments, that's the. What's up? <laughs> um. Either way, she stood up after two days and went back to work. Um, she actually, in the field, uh, put on a, a pair of sunglasses and looked up in the sky and said, it's time to even the score, motherfuckers. Yeah, what did she do? So she went to her local Smith & Wesson, got a couple of AR-15s, <laughs> blasted through her master's house. Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh-huh. Samuel Jackson was there. Um, Quentin Tarantino was there. That's actually why why his spirit is so violent. So she went to the guy who hit her with the weight, and just picked him up by his throat, and then shoved a weight shoved a weight into his throat. Yeah. Um, reports indicate he did die shortly thereafter from sustained injuries. From the newspaper clippings that I found. So what was the actual really cool <laughs> badass thing that she did? <laughs> oh, nothing. She just she just went back to work. Oh. That was me just satisfying a, a homicidal fantasy because I'm be... so mad about how often this person just gets beat up because – just because. Like no reason. Uh, because she didn't want to help a guy catch a running away slave. She gets hit in the head with a weight yeah. and cracks her skull. Well, I mean, see, this is the other thing, like kind of like what you were saying. is I'm surprised that 
whoever owned her didn't go to the guy who threw a weight at her head and was like, dude, you just, even if you think it's property dude, wise, fuck? even if you're thinking that awful mentality of being like, you just fucked up my property. Like, that'd be like, people get pissed if you like ding their car. Yeah. And, and the car, I mean, I don't know, the car, so, getting a ding in your car doesn't actually stop your car from running or anything. But what if like, I was borrowing your car and it didn't help me catch a runaway slave and then so I smacked it. <laughs> Like, wouldn't you be like, no, that was the right thing to do? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's such slave. a weird mentality of people, like, even if you're thinking of it in a, in a, you know, a, like, this is my property kind of way. It seems like that's still... Especially since I don't think they were cheap to buy. Yeah. I don't think they were crazy expensive, but... Well, I don't even care about my, my car's got dings and shit all over. If I saw someone actually just hit it and ding, I'd be like, whatever. Oh, no, yeah, I... My car's all fucked up because I don't care. Yeah, probably not to even say anything to someone. I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to get my car and go. But I still don't just smack it around yeah i'm actually very nice in my car i'm like you're doing a good job today i'll get you an oil change eventually <laughs> i promise so maybe that's they didn't think about slaves as animals they thought about them as cars the way we treat cars hmm. where i'm like yeah i know you need new tires but unless it blows up on the freeway i'm not getting you new tires <laughs> that's what they said to harriet tubman every day of her life you're not getting new tires and so she, she said Fuck that, I'm out of here. I want new tires. There's a tire store up north. So wait, is this the part where she walks away? Uh, more or less, yeah. I mean, sort of, uh, she just keeps... Working? Yeah, there's more stories of this kind of shit. I, I don't want to detail everything, but just think about it. She was rented out and beat and then came home and hung out with her mom and then rented out and beat. And... Jesus. So, I don't know. This is just going for years, I take but it, she, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, into her 20s, but she was reputed because she started working timber. So, like, female slaves a lot of times would do housework stuff. Yeah. Raise kids, cook clean. Um, she was, she's not reported to be big. I think she's, like, five feet tall. But she's reported to be insanely strong. Oh, nice. And so she actually preferred to be outside, and she would go cut timber with her dad. Damn. And preferred to be outside with with the guys singing the the spiritual songs get, get away from the white fucking devils man right because every time you cross them they beat you yeah fuck that so good call on her but yeah she got her strength up in 1844 she married a gentleman named uh john tubman so is john is john black too he is and he's actually free oh so wait is he is he free when she meets him yeah and i couldn't figure out how, like, if he if he bought his freedom or if his mom, I don't know. He, yeah. But he was free. He wasn't a slave. But um, I don't know. Their relationship, not a lot of it is known, but he must have super liked her because, it, it again, if, if they have children and she's a slave, that child is now a slave. So did so are you able to marry a slave and they still, they still yeah. so he, he didn't have the ability to free her, I take it? Um, he could buy her from her master, but marrying a free guy doesn't free you. Technically, but he wasn't. But he didn't buy her. Uh, no, there, there's speculation that maybe that was in the works. He, yeah, yeah, but it, it just didn't happen. Uh, I think maybe they were hoping that she would just get manumitted when her when Edward Brodus died. I don't mm -hmm. know. Fingers crossed, kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but this is when she changes her name to Harriet. Um, nobody knows why. I mean, her mom's name is Harriet, so that's probably why like an homage to your mom but i don't know we don't know why she changed her name was her mom still alive at this time when she changed her name yeah but her name is uh araminta i don't know why she changed it to harriet but now she is harriet tubman born she arises in the field 
And she's ready to just get get him. <laughs> get him. All right. So she uh, started doing like side jobs, selling bread, selling pies to save up money to buy herself back from her. That is such a crazy owner. concept. I'm gonna save up my own money so I can buy myself out of slavery. I have to buy my own freedom. Jesus. Yeah. It's like those people who complain about how capitalism makes you a slave, bro. Makes you a slave. Like, no. <laughs> Slavery makes you a slave. <laughs> <laughs> makes you a slave. Yeah. yeah, you don't know shit. Uh, but she did buy some oxen, and she would go plow people's fields when she wasn't working for her master. So she's saving a, a good chunk of money. So she's got a whole plan. I'm going to buy myself and be free. That's got to be pretty crazy, too, because, like, I don't know how it works when you're a slave that there's... Like, just uh, depends on the master, how many chores they give you, and then when you're done, you can go do whatever you want, like, go work in other places. So, mm-hmm. if your slave is working, you to, like, you know, around the clock and to the point where you're passing out to go to bed for a couple of hours and waking up, you wouldn't be able to do any of that stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, just bummed out now. You picked the worst <laughs> podcast one. Like, it's super important, but man, I feel so sad now. <laughs> it, it picks up a little bit. Um... Uh, let's see. Her her master uh, actually gets sick. And, oh, sorry. She got sick. I, I was misreading my notes. She got sick because she has a brain injury, and she starts being considered like less valuable. So there's some talk from her owner of selling her, and she doesn't want to be down for that. So she starts praying that her master would die. That's cool. Because she's like, you know what? Just if he's gonna be this wicked, just take him off of the earth. That's the best prayers ever. Like, yeah. I I totally am down for praying for something like that to die. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not, think, I'm not I don't a big fan of good about it later, but nah, I'm not a big fan of thoughts and prayers. But if you're if you're praying for someone to be taken from the earth to die, that sucks. That's pretty funny. She, yeah. <laughs> um, she said. Uh, there's a quote from her that she said um, that she prayed all night long for my master till the 1st of March and all the time that he was bringing people to look at me and trying to sell me. Uh, and then I changed my prayer. And the 1st of March, I began to pray, Oh, Lord, if you ain't never going to change that man's heart, then kill him, Lord, and take him out of the way. Yeah. Uh, worked. He died? God answers prayers. No, that doesn't happen. No, he did. He actually That's died. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> he fucking dropped dead. Finally, God fucking lifts a finger for once. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it could have been worse just because now, uh, who owns you now? That You know, all the legal, legal oh, people. Oh, yeah, what happens? Around. Actually, just his daughter. So oh. he told his slaves that you are all going to be free when I die. That's in my will. It's in my contract. Totally didn't do it. Yeah, it sucks. They were just inherited to his daughter. Um, God, well, Eliza, Eliza Brodus. I was gonna say that's funny, Eliza. I was just about to say like the guy's a liar, and it just seemed like it well, sounds similar words. Well, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what sucks is once Eliza uh, gets his slaves, she actually needs money, and she just starts looking at selling them again anyway. Ah, so Tubman can't really pray for her to die either. Otherwise, she's Misusing her magic powers. Whatever. I think it'd been fine. <laughs> I think it'd been fine too. Just take them Kill all, them all dude. Yeah. If she has that magic power, where she can just zap, 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 and all the people just die. Oh man. Yeah. Kill Whitey. Yeah. Kill Whitey. That's a that's that was your Tarantino movie that needed to be made. 
He's just a black <laughs> superhero back in like. He did uh, something, right? Isn't that Django Unchained? Django, yeah. I haven't seen that. It's good. I'm not a Tarantino fan. He's all right. Uh, people get really into his shit, and that's cool. I like some of his stuff. Meh. I liked Django. See, I would. Do, I, I should see that. I should see some slave stuff now that I've yeah. looked a bit more into it. Let's see. At this point, when Eliza Brodus is starting to talk about selling not just Harriet, but everybody, or at least most of the slaves, and she's realizing that that means the family's going to get broken up because most likely, yeah, yeah, nobody's going to buy all of them as a as a piece, group. especially since her dad is still owned by a different guy. So, she and her two brothers Ben and Henry are like, "Fuck this! Let's go north." Um, and this is September seventeenth of eighteen forty nine. They start walking through the woods, and as far as I can tell, it's maybe a day, day and a half they're out there, that the brothers got cold feet and just went back. What? And so she was Why? like, mm, okay, so she went back too. How long were they? So they went a day and a half, so their master probably knew they weren't around? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it took them a couple days. Right. A lot of times that they, well, maybe later this comes in, but she does plan it out where... You know, right when somebody's rented out, so the master doesn't know 100% where you are. Yeah. And if you leave on a Saturday, there's no newspapers on Sunday, so they can't run an advertisement about it. Oh. Or they're at church and not paying attention, so they may not even notice you're gone, or at least can't alert anybody until Monday or Tuesday. That's smart. That's how they used to do it. So how far away were they from, like, the north side of the line? Uh, from, from Philadelphia, um, I, could, I should look up the mileage, but I know that depending on the weather... She was, um, it said she could make the walk in about a week. Damn. Which. I mean, it's still a long time walking and hoping not to get caught or. Yeah, that's a good point. I might get food and all that shit. I'm going to look up the mileage right now because that's actually an interesting question because she fucking walked it. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said she went back. Yeah, she did. So uh, at that point, her, when her brothers went back, I think she was kind of like, I can't do this alone i've never yeah I, I don't know what philadelphia looks like um let's see dorchester county to philadelphia it's 143 miles damn so if i were to walk it right now according to google maps it would take me two days but um that's knowing where you're going you have a gps thing and yeah and roads yeah i mean there's no i mean there's roads but she's not going to stay on the roads. she's going to stay through the thick right so that she can't be seen so her and her brothers actually go back and then on october the third she's like um fuck that i'm out uh, i gotta get out of here so she's actually hanging out with uh, a friend of hers named mary and they're at uh mr thompson's house which is her dad's owner mm. and they're just doing some stuff and she was talking to mary about hey i'm taking off tonight and mary's like I don't know that you're, you're making me nervous, dude. They'll kill us for talking like this. And Thompson, the the slave owner, rides up on his chariot, and he's a pro, so, uh, reportedly a very stern man. Yeah. No humor because he owns other humans. Right. So he's a fuckface. Um, Mary gets nervous and goes inside. Harriet, uh, the badass, sang a song right to his goddamn face that was uh, a spiritual about. Uh, I'm leaving soon, my darling. I'm leaving soon. Is that really what it was? Yeah, I'm going down to something. And uh, he just thought, like, what a strange 
What a strange girl. And she's probably laughing at herself. Like, this yeah. idiot doesn't understand the code. I'm, I'm singing right to him. I'm telling you right to your dumb face, and I'm taking yeah. off. Uh-huh. Well, there was a lot of songs do? like that. I remember uh, something about the Follow the Dreidel, which was the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper. Yeah, that's you. Because you, the North Star. You're on it. Yeah. That's um, So depending on what time of year it was or how the weather is, yeah, you followed the Big Dipper or the North Star. Yeah. Um, or on dead trees moss is supposed to grow on the north side yeah. so you check for that kind of thing yeah just yeah. to make sure you're always going north yeah because it's just fucking keep walking north eventually you'll hit a free state yeah eventually um i think the longest i've ever walked uh, it's not long but yeah not what's through. an acceptable thing we could say on the podcast that makes it so we don't sound like we're totally lazy so i walk like eight i walk like eight thousand miles one time uh, in an hour <laughs> it's, it's easy as fuck yeah, I used to run in high school, not really run for like anything, just like in the gym. Yeah, I always refused to do that. <laughs> that was ten years ago. Oh my god, or I more. I haven't ran in. Yeah. I don't know what. I think my heart would just <laughs> stop. Dude, I had a I had a saw something the other day, and I'm floorboard. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you what it is. Floorboard, which is like maybe you know two inches. Yeah. I had a saw through about halfway through. I got tired. You're like, oh my god. And it's like it was a sharp, good saw, and it's it's just a little tiny. Tiny piece of this. <laughs> got tired. Anyway, so yeah, I wouldn't want to walk there. This is not the same as watching Netflix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I'm so lazy. This is not the same as being on a computer. But yeah, she... I mean, you know, these slaves worked really hard all day. Physical labor. So I bet walking up to Philadelphia, however daunting being in the woods, I think physically is probably like, what ifs? Yeah. That's, what else you got? Yeah, they were tough. So she takes off, and so the Underground Railroad uh, does exist at, the, at this point. It's ran by other free slaves and actually a lot of uh, Quakers. Yeah, I remember reading about this in school. Yeah, so the Quakers are super anti-slavery. I think yeah. I think they're the only Christian faction that had that solid definition that slavery is unchristian. I gotta look up more of them of why they even like how that started off. Just it seemed like it was just their mentality the entire time, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't think they were ever cool with it because... You're owning another fucking person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think Jesus would be cool with that? Yeah, probably not. No, probably not. Even though the other Christians were like, no, Jesus is psyched about this. He's happy that I'm happy. There's Bible passages telling you how you could beat your slave and as long as you don't kill him or something. <sighs> that is true. There is slavery in the Old Testament. Yep. Okay, so we are supposed to own slaves. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what the South was saying. That's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> yeah, you're Christian? Oh, no, actually, I'm not. Oh. So wait, wait, were the Quakers, I actually don't know, were the Quakers a pretty big... Big-ish. And were they in both the North and the South, or mm-hmm. were they just mostly in the North? No, they're all over. They're, they're part of, like, one of those early religions that sort of spread really quickly because the American identity I, needed a new religion. I still can't help thinking of oatmeal whenever I hear Quakers. I love Quaker oatmeal. Yeah. I eat it almost every single day. Really? Yeah. Maple brown sugar? What is it? Plain. Oh my god, you're so fucking stupid. I eat plain oatmeal every day. What of it? That's it doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like oatmeal. It tastes like oats no. and boiled water. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Every time I make oatmeal for the wife, which she never eats. Yeah. But if she does, yeah, I throw milk and sugar and some kind of fruit in there. I don't eat that shit. I'm a man. Oh wait. Do you oh, like your Maya. Do you like your spaghetti just plain? Like no sauce or anything? Uh, <laughs> like your noodles just wet. 
<laughs> well, I like a mix with oatmeal. <laughs> so it so tastes like so oats. flavorless. Just <laughs> want it to taste like oats. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My I'm... oatmeal usually tastes like my because I drink very strong coffee. So yeah. I just drink strong coffee in that. You don't taste anything anyway. Let's see. Like I don't know. I guess anytime I've ever had oatmeal that didn't have any, it, it doesn't taste like oats. I don't know. It really doesn't taste like anything. It kind of tastes like dust. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great. That's that's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah, you're eating mushy dust. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good for your heart. I think it's what the packaging says. Yeah, it says heart healthy. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the shit that Harriet Tubman ate oats. You think so? Probably, and she's strong as an ox, and mm-hmm. tough, yeah. tough as fuck. So. She, uh, you know, through the regular channels, learned that the Underground Railroad existed and, like, where the right spots are to go. Yeah. So there's some thought that it existed in the late 1700s is when it sprang up. Um, But you would be able to find safe houses and back trails when you go to... um, So they called... They did call it the Underground Railroad. So if you were a member of it, you were a conductor... Oh, that's fucking cool. And if you had a safe house, it was called a station. Oh, that's so badass. So if you met a conductor, they can lead you to a station or they can tell you how to get to a station. So so is this how they would have... talk to each other? Like if they're like, yeah. if they were like, I'm a conductor, you're like, cool, I know this guy's chill. Exactly. Did the people outside of this know about this code very early on or uh-huh. at all? That's fucking titties. No, I think that's part of how they kept it a secret was uh, there was a lot of like coded messages involved. Like yeah. different words meant different things or... They would sing songs to each other, and the songs would mean different things. That's so fucking cool. So, like, later she leads people through the Underground Railroad, or up through it anyway, and if they felt like they might be in danger, they would sing a certain song, and then she would change the inflection if they were safe. Well, now, this might be silly. I didn't really think about it until just now. Sorry to mean to interrupt. Um, Underground Railroad, I remember the very first time I ever heard this, and I actually thought it was literally going underground. Now, I imagine that most people understand that that's not the case. However, for any listeners, in case you didn't know, the Underground Railroad might need a little bit, a little bit of explanation. Mm-hmm. So you had different houses, different stations, yeah, different so locations. Sometimes they were hidden, right, like sheds or like little... Sometimes, but uh, usually a station is just the house uh, or a barn of a person who's trust who's a conductor. Right, who is yeah. trustworthy who's an to abolitionist somehow. hide you, not tell anyone that you're there, keep you safe, yeah. and I think even feed you and stuff at times mm-hmm. until you're yeah, ready to move on to the next station mm-hmm. as you slowly make your way up towards the north where you could be free. Yep. Yeah. What are the what were the laws when you made it up to the north? Did the north just say if you made it up there, you're free? Like I don't care if someone comes looking for you. Or um, at this point, uh, where we are, yeah. So okay. what are we? Eighteen forty nine. Yeah. Yeah. If you cross into a free state, you're a free person now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and luckily, I mean, you didn't have to have the path. Uh, to get up there, memorized or a map or anything, you just need to know a station, right? And then they'll point you in the next place that's so cool so she took off on her own and and yeah like you were saying i mean she followed uh the north star and just kept walking shit brave ass lady so her actual path is unknown um a lot of that shit was just not written down because they were afraid of it getting yeah you don't want to you don't want to compromise yeah the... so we don't know her actual path but she went into philadelphia which we said before is 143 miles of walking through the wilderness. Did she do it all by herself when she went to these stations, or did she find a group? Does that ever say anything about that? Um, For her, this first escape is just her. Shit, man. That's fucking... Yeah. That'd be kind of scary. It'd be fucking frightening. Oh, my God. I mean, because she, I think, is in her... 
uh, 20s. Yeah. And her brother's pussied out. So she's like, it's just me then. God damn. I mean, I can't take my parents. They're a little older. Uh, I can't tell my friends because I got to get. And she just did it. Fuck me. I mean, that's this is a strong lady. Yeah. Nothing nothing like me at all. I'm the complete opposite of, of Harry Tubman. Yeah. In every conceivable way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So she made it to Philadelphia, and it was very bittersweet because she's free now, um, but she doesn't know anybody. Yeah, doesn't know anyone. Yeah, her family and friends aren't up there. So she immediately goes to her task of, uh, let's go get them. I'm going to go back down and grab my family. So does she like she gets across the line? She's free. Mm-hmm. Did she like wander around, talk to anyone or anything, or she was just like? Uh, well, she hung out with whoever the underground railroad people were in the area, mm-hmm. the other station people, the conductors, yeah, uh, to help her get work and places to live. And that's when she, because most people once they got up there, they just, I'm free now. This is awesome. Yeah. But her first thought was, Nah, I need to go back and get my family. Cool. So, she goes back and. First person I believe she goes back for is actually her niece, Kasaya. So her niece was uh, slated to be sold, and her husband, Kasaya's husband, um, obviously didn't want her to be sold. So he went to the auction and pretended to be a bidder and made the highest bid. <laughs> That's cool. What happens, though, afterwards? Well, the, fuck. they kept her chained up, and he told the auctioneer, like, you know, you guys go do what you got to do. I'll go grab my money, and the auctioneer went to lunch. And him and Kasaya left. That's fucking cool. And uh, this plan was sent through the mail to Harriet shortly before this. And they were like, so we're going to try and send Kasaya up to you. And she's like, well, I'll come down and just get her. <laughs> so fucking badass. Like, what? So like, she oh, wait, I'm here. marched back down she's into slave country. Go back through the same kind of route she kind of came up ish, something mm-hmm. like that, conductors and stations. Yep. Just back from station to station, back into Dorchester County, Jesus. back into the line. It's gotta be den. scary after you're like, I'm free, and then she's like, I'll come back down, I'll get you. And that's why I was like, well, How putting, old is her niece? Um, I don't know actually. I think in her like a teen, yeah. teens or twenties. I mean, she's married, so I'd come down and take care of her though. Come down and help her out. Come down and grab her. Damn. You're like, let's go, let's go to Philadelphia. I mean, I think that's like when I was saying before that she has these um, seizures. I think the fact that she legitimately thought she was talking to God made her just intrepid. She's yeah. Like, I can go back down there. I'm untouchable. Yeah, I'm Moses. Shit, yeah. So she goes and she grabs Kasaya. She's like, I think, um, like up on a river. And they go up to Philadelphia. Now Kasaya's free. So she takes her all the way back up onto the other side of the... Yeah, into uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, but that's that's only one person. So she's got to go back and get more. Yeah, she's got a big family. Yeah. Back down we go. So she just Jesus. keeps... She just gets a job, like, cooking or cleaning for somebody until she saves up enough money to go back. So what happens when, like, obviously her niece goes missing and the auctioneer right. comes back? Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Where'd that guy go? <laughs> oh, I've been duped again. <laughs> ah, Damn it, Jack. Yeah. You're just like Mom always said. You're an idiot. <sighs> it's a good thing I could talk so fast and be an auctioneer. So, let's go get some moonshine. <laughs> so, uh, what is the uh, what is the process for each one of these? Because this one is kind of unique in the sense that they set it up. I mean, specifically because that she was going to get sold. Mm-hmm. So, in these other ones, is she going like actually back to the houses that she was at and like getting them at night, or what? What is she doing? What um, no, I just, well, she did go back into like the same areas, but normally it was um, like she'll go tell a trusted friend. Another slave, like, hey, I'm here. Go tell so-and-so I'm here, and then I'll be 
they'll like find a, a assigned places to meet her at so she yeah. doesn't run into Eliza Brodus or right. somebody like that or a police officer because they know that she's missing. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty goddamn ballsy to go back down there, so I'm sure Fuck. she was very careful. You have to be. So she goes. At, she actually goes back for her husband, who... who he did not want to go with her the first time she left? What's up with that? And he's free. He's free. He could have left if he wanted to. Jeez. But she wanted to go back. She said, fuck it, I'll just go back. Um, she got to his house, and he has a new wife now. What? So it's been about two years. Oh, okay. I was like, the, the walk is two days. So she went up there. She hung out for a little been while. three days. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? He's like, you were gone. Like, nah, we were on a break. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Ross was definitely right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I don't know about, about John Tubman. Uh, well, it's been two years. Yeah. I, I, she's been gone for two years. He's she's like, in Philadelphia. But I'm assuming she's probably writing him letters and shit, but yeah. he found a younger chick, maybe. I don't know if she's younger. Was, was he also married? Was he married to another slave, or was it uh, for you? I actually don't know. Hmm. If uh, She's probably hot. You know, second wives. Yeah. It's usually... It's usually... The, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he doesn't want to go, so... Being who she is, she's like, well, I'm down here. So she hit up some other friends and we're like, hey, do you want to... You want to be free? So I think she grabbed eight eight people. In one go? One go. She's she, like... Yeah, that's how it should go. So this is how we do it. We go to this station and this station and this station and I'm going to whistle like a bird if there's danger mm. or hoot like a howl if we're good to go. And uh, she just kept going. That's badass. Did they ever accident, like, did they ever get close to getting caught while they were going through the uh, stations? Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, they could have been caught several times because the more that she kept doing this, um, I mean, the people down there didn't know it was her. They didn't know that it was a whole operation, but... They just noticed people are obviously people missing. Are, yeah, so they started sending more and more people to go hunt them down, like dogs and hounds right. and uh, manhunters and the police. So around this time, I think she's gone back three times and grabbed a few different groups of people. Um, this oh. is when national tensions are starting to increase uh, towards what ultimately is the Civil War. And the southern states want to secede. The northern states aren't cool with that. And the north actually adopts, well, not the north, the Congress admits California as a free state. So that now makes, at this point, there's 16 free states and 15 unfree states, like slavery states. So the South is starting to feel the pressure of, well, these guys are going to try and legally make us get rid of the people that we like to beat up and own. So maybe we need to leave. So this is when things start heating up. And so Congress, in an act of compromise, uh, enacted the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. What does that mean? So prior to this... You, uh, like I said, you cross into a free state, you're a free person. Yeah. With the Fugitive Slave Act, you are still technically a free person, but anyone who knows that you are an escaped slave is compelled to turn you in back to your master. What? So the police would start arresting black people randomly. Randomly, or was it like... So when if you escaped, you basically just had to keep your mouth shut, but you could still be like, I think you're a slave, and they could just take you? Yeah. Because honestly, what's going to happen? You pick up a guy... And you say, I bet you have an owner. Let's go find out. And the guy's like, no, I'm free. Prove it. You go down into Maryland, and if you can't find an owner, you sell him. Jesus Christ. So it's all money. So this was the South that made this act, or was it the North? Uh, It was both. It was 
Congress, yeah. Shitty, why Northern, would you Northern go backwards? Northern states did that, too. Seemed like the north side was doing good. Well, so the south was saying, we're going to secede from the Union um, because our slaves are running away and you guys aren't supporting our habit of owning people. Yeah. So in an act of compromise. The north should have just slapped the south and said, shut up. Shut up. Hey, shut the fuck up. No more slaves at all, which I'm sure that's going to happen soon enough. Yeah, but. so our compromise is that there's no more slaves. And I'm going to kick you in your stupid uh, ball sack. And also read a goddamn book. How about that? Yeah. Huh? Other than the one, Wear some shoes. the one book you already read. Yeah. Yeah. Which was um, Which... the Twilight series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they love it over there. Yeah. Everybody loves that shit. Well, not everybody. Team Team Tubman. That's the team I'm on. Oh, yeah. I'm on, I'm on that team, too. Yeah. <laughs> what who's the other who's the other team <laughs> um Ro- robert e lee oh those are both good teams now he's the he's the confederate guy who am i thinking of <laughs> ulysses s grant probably ah they're not even close to saying it but that's not who i was thinking of either but yeah i thought that never mind Go robert on. e lee is a nice it's a nice strong name but this sounds like somebody else is the general um, for the confederates so not good so yeah uh, yeah i take back what i said earlier don't hold me to that because i <laughs> thought i was um, altogether, Jordan wants to own people. Oh god, that's all I'm saying. This is what this whole episode has been about. I've been trying to drag it out of him the whole time. Because every time I say something inspirational about Harry Tubman, I'm just waiting for him to be like, "Why can't she just get in line?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, you haven't said it yet, so that's that's good. That's a good sign. This is awful. So the Fugitive Slave Act made being not just a slave, being black in the free states suck yeah you had to have certificates of freedom to not be arrested randomly just possible to forge that shit probably but to avoid the whole scenario slaves fled into canada there you go the canadians were they chill not slaves up there i mean you're it's a free country yeah you're good to go but you have to deal with canadians what what's what's wrong with having to deal with like a bunch of apologies coming at you that's true. Um, like, we're sorry we don't have a house here for you guys, but maybe we could. Sorry, boot that. <laughs> sorry, boot the house. Here's some beer. You guys like hockey. <laughs> Your Canadian accent is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said a boot. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. That's all I got. I feel bad because, don't worry, I can't do any accent, so. Um, I feel bad now that I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want a rush record? Is that any better? No. You guys like Gord Downey? You got you tragically hip vans? Huh? They got they got tragically hip Maryland? Justin that, Bieber. Ugh. Yeah. God, I hate Canada. <laughs> no, nah, I love Canada, actually. And especially in this scenario, they did not send slaves back. That's, so that's cool. cool. But I do I do often wonder like cuz they are accustomed to um you know, like a southern weather and Canada sucks up there. It's very cold. I wonder how they acclimated to that, but mm. I don't, I didn't. Probably better than getting beaten. <laughs> it's a good point. Probably better yeah. than being beaten. Yeah. Um, there was this poster um, that was hung up in Boston that says, uh, Caution, colored people of Boston, one and all. Uh, you are hereby respectfully cautioned and advised to avoid conversing with any watchmen and police officers of Boston for since the recent order of the mayor. What's up? They can't talk to policemen? So this is a caution to colored people. They're saying, we advise you not to converse with the police 
uh, because they are empowered to act as kidnappers and slave catchers. Oh, so it's a it's supposed to be a, a warning of yeah. The abolitionists were handing these out, yeah, and and posting them. So they're saying, look, for a lot your of, own good, don't do that because they'll fuck you over. Yeah, pretty much because you know a lot of slaves are still illiterate and they can't read it. You just never. <laughs> What are they supposed to do about that part of it, though? They're, I was making a point, like, they yeah. can't read the newspaper, but, but they can't yeah, read this. They're like, what am I supposed to do with this fucking flyer, too? Uh, yeah, they got all this good information, and they can't. Like, we not spent all, of them. all night on this flyer. And then one guy has to look at like, oh, we got to go tell them in person. We're stupid. We're dumb. All right, let's go start knocking on doors. <laughs> uh, attention colored people. But, yeah, they were just okay. telling them, like, don't even fuck with the police. Yeah. Because there's a good chance um, they'll just arrest you and take you south. Yeah. So go to Canada. Yeah. Don't risk it. So she just keeps uh, going, doing this. 1850 to 1854, she just kept going back from Philadelphia to Maryland. To... So after the the eight people that she last got, does she now continue helping just everybody, even mm-hmm. though they're not family members? Well, what's funny is that she she tried to go, she tried to get her brothers several times, the the first two from before. Who <laughs> chickened out, and now she's right having a hard time getting them to come. And every time she go down there, I don't think it's not that they're not willing, but it's it's like She's maybe, sketchy. yeah, like the day she gets there, they're not there, or the master's watching or something. She just couldn't get them. Yeah. She tried four times, but every time she went down there, she'd just grab wh- whoever was ready to go and just take them up. Yeah. And let's see, in 1851, she brought 11, Damn. Um, staying briefly with Frederick Douglass. Uh, in 1852, she brought f- uh, nine more. And then in 1854, she finally got her brothers. Um, they left on Christmas Day. It's kind of a sad story. They were supposed to, the brothers were supposed to go have Christmas with their mom, but they were leaving. Yeah. So they were kind of hiding out in the woods, and there's there's some speculation they saw their mom home alone on Christmas, and Aww. they're like, uh, Why didn't they take the mom too? I think because she was old, infirm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But they left. They went to Canada. She sometimes when she would go down there, she would um, actually just like dress up like a guy, or or just dress up like somebody else. Oh yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, she would mm-hmm. put on men's clothing and yeah, yeah. She wear men's clothing or a fake beard or something. And one time she was at a market down there, and uh, somebody from her old neighborhood that she recognized, she was afraid was going to recognize her, so she had some chickens. She pulled on their feet until they started flapping their wings in front of her face. <laughs> so they couldn't see her face. She said another time she was on a train and she recognized an old white person. And so she just quickly grabbed a newspaper and held it in front of her face. And she did say later, she's like, I didn't know if it was right side up or not because I don't read. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But the guy didn't see her face. Yeah. Um. So her trips along with... Best, best case scenario is he noticed it was upside down. He noticed and he's like... Okay, what an idiot. odd. And then, but still doesn't fucking do anything about it. Nice. Yeah, because his first thought isn't going to be, oh, that's an illiterate slave hiding from Yeah. Me. Yeah. It's going to be like, that person's pretending to read the paper. <laughs> Maybe they can actually read upside down. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> there you go, yeah. yeah. That's a cool trick. Um, So from her uh, bringing people up out of Maryland and other people doing this and the, and the Underground Railroad being... Uh, well-oiled machine. Yeah. Dorchester County started to kind of destabilize. Like, slave prices went up. Reward prices went up. Beatings went up. Damn. Um, you know, the likelihood of a slave being like her dad and being really appeasing, there's less 
of that going on because now the incentive is not to appease my master. The incentive is to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So um, it started getting pretty ugly down there, and that's when they started moving more people up because um, well, it's just it's not safe anymore. Now, was it was it her or was it somebody else? I remember reading a story about this. Again, I think this was in school, and the idea was that they had these collars that they would put on slaves. I think there was ones that had tried to escape and they didn't make it. Mm. They got pulled back, and they would make them wear these collars that were metal and had a lock on it, and they had like really big, long metal... Um, I don't know what the right word is. They're they're thin, long poles that come out out away from the head and up, and they have bells on them. The idea the being that if you try to escape, one, it's gonna be hard to run around with this thing on your yeah. on your head and on your neck. But they also make noise. They jingle. I have not heard of that. That I want to say that it was idiotic. I want to say it was either Harry or somebody saying that they remember like running with with you know some slaves to escape, and they saw like other men. Well, your slave can't work either if you do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so upset. I have to go back and do I mean, we're talking about this is back in junior high for me, so I'd have to yeah. go back and see exactly what it... But I remember seeing a picture of it and being like, fuck. Oh, fucking A. I mean, the way that they were treated in a lot of ways is absurd, but then you'd see a picture of that and be like, the fuck? Yeah. God, you guys. I think it was also a sign to other slaves of like, if you try to escape, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's one of the things is that the cruelty started going through the roof and the southern people were feeling more justified about owning people because they were pissed yeah. that the people they owned were running away. Well, in 1857, she actually did successfully get both her parents out. Nice. Um, they were both in their 70s at that point. Shit. So they're not even slaves anymore because um, they're just old, but... Uh, she wanted to be with her family, and I'm sure they didn't want to be hanging out with a bunch of those assholes anyway down there. Yeah. So she brought them into Canada. Um, they hated it. They, you know, they hated Canada. Well, they're just, you know, they're old people. Yeah. Old people are old people everywhere, so they were just complaining the whole time, and it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, her last trip down uh, was in 1860 to get her sister Rachel. Uh, by the time she got down there, Rachel was, has passed away, unfortunately. And Rachel's kids were nowhere to be found. Kind of sad. So she just took another family. The the Ennels family, I believe, is who it was. Took them up to Canada. Shit. Boop, boop, boop. At this point, do you have about how many people that she... Uh, so all said, um, it's estimated 13 trips and 70 to 80 slaves freed. Fuck. Now that's... that's a- with her personally there there's countless others that followed her instructions to get out that's badass where she would sort of when she was down there be like if you're looking to get out i could tell you how to do it kind of thing yeah and she got a lot of people out so that's awesome dude that's that's i mean over 100 maybe 200 maybe that's a ton of people for one person to be like let's do this right shit so um like i said before she would leave on saturdays how do you not get caught moving that many people damn this is one of the things about her is they would say um, that she's she's uncatchable because she was That's just so cool. She just knew the right ways to go to not be seen or heard and go quickly. So she um, she would actually sleep days during the day and then travel at night so that they are you know undercover darkness. Yeah, following North Star and Big Dipper. Um, she actually also preferred the winter time for these trips, both because it's longer nights and it's harder to be followed when it's cold say most people yeah, they might give up after exactly and she's like if we have the wherewithal we'll just keep going mm. um they sang songs with 
with yeah different inflections and different melodies that meant different things. She also carried a pistol, um, both for protection in case they got caught and in case uh, one of the slaves had a change of heart. Really? So she never said that she had to use it for that, but she made sure that the people she was with So that was a possibility. Knew. Yeah. She thought that could happen. Well, there was one story of a guy who said, well, the story goes that he uh, felt too tired or something, and he was like, I think I'm going to go back. And she put the gun to his head and was like, you're not going back, you're coming now. No, you you go you can be now tired. or you die now. Shit. So he went on. I mean, I guess dead men can't rat on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only imagine that if you're uh, if you're a slave owner and you're having a bunch of people, I mean, you know, maybe a hundred people in your area that are all going away, that you might start trying to start talking to your own slaves by saying, "Hey, I I will set you up if you find out who's doing this, or if mm-hmm. someone comes approaches you, like I will give you Get your freedom." Own cabin. Yeah, I want to catch the person who's doing this because I've already lost you know five slaves, mm-hmm. so I'll free you if you tell me who it is. And that might be just enough to... Well, and I bet there were many slaves who probably turned on them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, what are you... It's fucking scary. And if you think that you'd be treated better... Yeah. I mean, but apparently her excursions all went successfully. She was never caught. Uh, never lost anybody. Um, there's a quote from her that she said, For eight years I I never ran my train off the track and I never lost a passenger. That's so cool. On the Underground Railroad. Such a badass way of saying it, too, with their coded. <laughs> right. like. um, let's see, they did. They would give infants uh, opium to keep them quiet. Yeah. Um, last thing you want is a screaming kid out there. Yeah. And opium is awesome. Um, it's delicious. And you were saying that they uh, they go through the thicker stuff, the harder stuff. Thick woods, yeah. Thick woods and thickets and uh, sugar gum trees because their seeds are like little sharp balls. Nobody wants to follow in that. Dogs yeah. or people. Anybody, yeah. So they have to walk through it, but it's definitely worth it for, you know, because... For them, yeah. If you slow down the people who are pursuing you, that's something. It gives you time. Yeah. Um, she did, unfortunately, have her seizures out there, oh. which freaked everybody out, but inspired her. <laughs> everybody else. So she stopped right in the middle of walking and just burnt, and everyone's well, like, oh, God, oh, my God. I was thinking about how, like, she has the pistol in case they don't want to go on, and then she just stops... And, like, blacks out, and they're like, uh, uh. the fuck? And then she wakes up, and she's like, Jesus had some very nice things to say about what we're doing this, this evening. Let's, let's continue. Let's keep going. Yeah. They're like, okay. So that was that's her last track, or her last track was in 1860, but later that year, there was two groups of 40 slaves who, um, of about 40 each, who took off using her same instructions. Um... One slave owner lost all 15 of his slaves in one night. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> and didn't, it, it said that he didn't notice until there was no one around in the morning to make his breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck that guy. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I wonder how mad he was. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you Milk, please. What the fuck is taking hey. so long? Hello? Hey! <laughs> and he gets up and looks, what the fuck? I don't want you guys to think this is funny. This is not funny. That's hilarious. It is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that guy just got mad and just like went and like, I don't know, punched his stupid slave-owning wife too. <laughs> He's so mad terrible. he punches his wife. <laughs> Who am I supposed to hit? There's no one here. I got to hit somebody. And she's like, that's true. Yeah. That is true. So you whip me and I'll whip you. And then we'll just go. 
have sex. Yeah. It's good. And, and BDSM and was it, born. Yeah, say dominatrix was. <laughs> um, so Harriet stayed up in Canada with her parents. Um, she just didn't feel like she could make another trip. I mean, it, it got. They knew what was happening now in the South. They didn't know who the Underground Railroad was operated by, but people individually in the Underground Railroad were being arrested, and Damn. some uh, black people were just being tarred and feathered because they were like accused of of helping, or like I said earlier, owning Uncle Tom's cabin was like a crime. Yeah. So it just got too intense for her to go down there. So she starts trying to do abolitionist stuff up north, and she meets uh, John Brown. Um, you know John Brown? That sounds familiar. Who's John Brown? He's the guy who led the attack on Harper's Ferry. So he's a white guy who violently hated uh, slavery. and he, Really? So his plan was to get a bunch of freed slaves together to make a small militia, um, attack Harper's Ferry, which is where um, the uh, federal military arsenal was was at. Oh. So they could steal a bunch of weapons, go into slave areas, hand out the weapons to slaves, and cause an insurrection, like a violent uprising. Yeah. Kill the motherfuckers. Yeah. Was his plan. And then he actually had a whole plan for an area in the hills of Virginia to set up a temporary government with these people so they could create a solid military and then, I don't know, kill every white person maybe? Yeah, what was this guy's motivation to begin with? He just was like, this is awful and I just, let's do something about it because it's so fucking awful? Well, there's some stuff I read that he's kind of like Tubman in that he believes that he has like direct communion with God. And maybe God is just, I mean, if God is whispering in your ear, like, kill white people. And you're like, yeah, of course, God. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I love, I love that. <laughs> I love that idea. And so he just did it. Yeah. Um, did it work out that way? Did he actually? No. No. Was, uh, mm. Harper's Ferry didn't go well. But they were, they were close friends. Um, I don't know how much into the violence she was, but, you know, you, you meet a guy with that kind of passion for her. You know, being Helping. abolitionists. Yeah. yeah. So she liked him. They were good friends. He actually called her General Tubman. That's fucking cool. Because he felt like her command over people and like her personality, her strength. He's like, she'd make a good war general. Dude, Come join me. That's the name of, that's what you should name this podcast. Harriet she, Tubman, General Tubman. General Tubman. Yeah. Yeah. She is a badass. Um, she, uh, she actually ends up, she goes back to America, uh, to Auburn, New York. Her parents could not handle the Canadian cold. I don't blame them. I couldn't either. Yeah. Um, again, like we were saying before, they're excessively polite and makes you want to punch them in the face. Right. They say, A? a? What is A? What is that? I, I like that. Yeah, A. What is it? What, do you, what, is, what, what does that mean? Oh, you don't know A? <clears throat> what does it mean? <laughs> I can't figure it out. Harriet's parents couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so they moved back to America where people talk. Yeah, Not like idiots. He just doesn't get us, does he? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so they bought a house in uh, Auburn, and her house was kind of just like a open place for freed slaves and uh, uh, people who were wandering around and trying to figure their life out or people who like Harriet or homeless people or whatever. She just had an open house. Um, she uh, went on tour in Boston to tell stories about her escapes to raise money for abolition uh, causes. She actually always Wait. told a recurring joke. Who huh. was she telling this to? White people? Uh-huh, abolitionists. There's oh, a lot of, like, okay. abolitionist movements. I guess it's still in the North, right? So they yeah. Guess so. Okay, like, sorry. F- like, stuff rhymed by, like, uh, Frederick Douglass or Sojourner yeah. Truth. 
Okay. People like that. So she told a joke. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good. She she actually always used to tell a joke about when she went down to get her husband and he was remarried. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it is yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> She's like, I went back to go get my husband. I loved him so much. Went down there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my hubby. We're gonna go. Oh yeah, no, but he I'm was getting laid, married, and it's a younger woman. So, um, apparently she, uh, like bought him a new suit to surprise him. I went down there, and uh, he's married to somebody else. So she said, well, I was left with his clothes and no husband. So. Is that when she dressed up as a guy? <laughs> she should have. It's just like, here we go. So instead, I'll be my own husband. That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's not weird at all. Um, but yeah, she went on tour to raise money for that. And then uh, 1859, John Brown's attack on Harper's Ferry fails horribly. What happens? They all die. I mean, really? Uh, I think he only had a few guys with him, maybe 20 or so. He, he was hoping to get more. And it was, I, I think it was guarded. They walked up and then just... What? Yeah, they well they shot a guy, and there was like a doctor nearby, and the doctor was attending to the guy, and and then they let the doctor go instead of killing him too, hmm. and the doctor just went and told on him. Yeah. So the military showed up, and the local police showed up, and they had a standoff that lasted throughout the night, but everybody died except a couple of people, including John Brown, and they were just. John Brown didn't die. Not in the Harper's Ferry attack. He was tried and hung for treason. Oh. Badass motherfucker, but what are you going to do? Yeah. So uh, next interesting thing that happened in her life, there was a escape slave named Charles Nail, Naley. I don't know if it's it's N-A-L-L-E. Do you pronounce the E at the N? Fuck, I don't know. A? No. (laughs) So it's Charles Naley. I don't don't know. I think I would pronounce it Nally, like the chili. I like, ch- I like Nally Chili. What is Nally Chili? You never had Nally Chili? No. It's just like cheap canned chili. Hmm. So Charles Nally um, had this investment opportunity to start canning chili. And Harriet Tubman used her Thomas the Tank Engine money to invest in it. Uh-huh. And the trillion that she had before turned into six trillion. And she actually created the world's largest super fun slide. Why? Because she just said she had so much money. So the slide like ran from Canada into New York, so you could just whoop all the way down if you really felt like. Because if you're in Canada and it sucks, you want to get back quickly and have a good time. This this is a good use of her money. How much did it cost? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look it up. Your fabrications have some. <laughs> there are some YouTube videos of people wearing GoPros going down the Harry Tubman slide, though. Oh, if you want to look that up. But actually, Charles Nail, Nail, Nally, uh, he's an escaped slave who they were in uh, Troy, New York. I guess Troy is a city. And he was going to his lawyer's, uh, lawyer's office um, because his lawyer would like, he was illiterate and his lawyer would write letters for him. Yeah. But his lawyer knew he was an escaped slave. Fugitive Slave Act is still happening. So his lawyer's like, uh, I'm going to betray this guy no. and get some money. So he's about to get arrested and some buddy who worked in that lawyer's office got wind of this and told some local abolitionists, <clears throat> Harriet Tubman along with them. So they storm into this office and the police have got Charles handcuffed and they're about to take him to the police station so they can set up a transport to take him down south. So uh, the whole crowd of worked up abolitionists are outside this office. She goes inside and waits at a window and she puts on a bonnet and she's like, I'm going to take the bonnet off 
when he's coming out. Because when he comes out, we got to grab him. Otherwise, they're going to take him south. So wait, wait, wait. What's the purpose of taking the bonnet off? Is that just a signal? Or it's a what? signal, yeah. Oh, okay. So she's just the one giving the signal. Gotcha. So she takes her bonnet off. Charles is walked out of the building, and this crowd, including her from behind, jump on these police officers and Charles Naley. That's cool. To free him. So according to her, at least, she got punched in the face. She punched several people in the face. <laughs> she at one point grabbed an officer from behind and choked him. Yes. And the crowd just went bonkers. That's so cool. So they ultimately grabbed him and got him onto a boat to try and cross a river over there. And the police were in another boat behind him. So as soon as they landed, she said that he was so beat up, he was kind of delirious. She grabbed him, quote, like a bag of potatoes that's so and cool. carried him into a safe house. Fuck, dude. That's and so he, hard. that's it. He got away. He ended up staying in a safe house in the woods with somebody, probably a station for the Underground Railroad until things cooled down and. Dude, I'm just trying to picture this. That she like jumps on one guy. She gets punched in the face. She's like, "What the?" And she's like, "Fuck you, fuck you." Oh, it's like in, it's like in movies where you see just <laughs> she's just beating the shit. Everybody drags this guy who's all beat. Like, What's happening? She's fucking fireman carries him away. Don't worry, General Tubman's got you. She throws him over his shoulder. That's so cool. And I mean, I think like all that big timber muscle kicked in right there. And she beat the fuck out of a white cop to his dumb face. That's cool. And then picked up a guy over his shoulder and was like, to freedom. <laughs> and he's like, oh. what's up? Um, the next crazy thing that happened, uh, you know, a lot of times when we do women on people time, they, they're, they're, the coolness of their lives just doesn't seem to end. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe I might cut my balls off. Yeah. Just to see what happens. I'm not doing so well already, so. My balls don't do much for me now. They're kind of just a distraction. They're kind of the way. And they're so, like, abnormally big. <laughs> this is, unfortunately, this one's just you. It's just not me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so the Civil War happens, 1861. Shit. I will stay away from too much context, but if you're listening to this, you know the Civil War happened. Um President Lincoln was not interested in abolition at first. Yeah. Because he knew the Civil War was fired up a lot about slavery, and he wanted to keep the Union together. So she went on a public tour being like, the president doesn't know shit. The problem with the with slavery is slavery, Yeah, and you need to just stop it. Well, she decided this tour wasn't good enough, and she just went down to the front lines and volunteered. She's like, I'm in the military now. What? Yeah. I didn't even know women could be in the military. Well, you can volunteer, and depending on your position, you can get paid a stipend. But I don't, I don't. She's not like a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So at first, she is a cook and a nurse type, um, but then because she knows the lay of the land and the terrain from all her travels, they end up using her as a spy. That's cool. So she goes and spies on the Confederates and then brings the information back to... How did she go spy? I think you'd like sending a, a black person down to go spy on the Confederates was like not a good idea. Scary, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, rife with uh, potential problems, but I guess if you go she's so a, stealthy. To say, if you pretend to be a slave again, actually, it might work out. You can get all the information. Yeah. Is your servant to you, and then you're like, peace. Well, and she's a chameleon. She just slides. Yeah. She just puts on a beard. Moonwalks her way out of there. She moonwalks into a Confederate camp like, Hello, fellow white people. What are our plans today to attack the Union scumbags? And they just tell her. And she's like, Okay, thanks. And then I'll be back with your stew soon. And then she just leaves. 
So she became a pretty successful uh, spy to the point when this colonel, Colonel Montgomery, was like, you fucking know what you're doing. Let's go down there and plan an attack, not on a military base, but where there are a lot of slaves, like a regular rural place yeah. with farms and slaves. Because Chaos. Yeah, because once once the Civil War happened, the Fugitive Slave Act didn't really work anymore. The, yeah. the North were like, no, we didn't like, we weren't comfortable with that anyway. We want to get rid of slavery. Yeah. So if you as a black person crossed the line into the North during the Civil War, you were considered contraband, which is an unfortunate way to term it. But wow, yeah. The legal term is if you're in a war and you steal something from your enemy, it's contraband. You're taking his property. Yeah. So they were still looking at his property. They still have that mentality. A Unfortunately. Bit. But that meant that they were free. So you didn't – so if you were a black person, you crossed the line, they'd be like, hey, you're free now. Um, you can fight with us in the war. That's what we prefer you do, but you can also take off. Yeah. So this guy was like, let's go get some contraband. And so they took some boats down this river into one of these areas, and they sounded all their horns to let the, uh, the local slaves know that they were there. Yeah. And she – was like in charge of this expedition. She's listed as being the first woman to lead a military expedition for the Civil War. That's cool. Because although it was Colonel Montgomery's men, who were all former slaves, his men were, it's a whole regiment of, of black people. Yeah. Um, she was leading their, their way there, like, okay, this is where we need to go. And when they got there, they landed. They started uh, burning down farms, stores, houses, killing white people, looking for Confederate strongholds, killing people, yeah, finding local slaves and being like, come let's on, go. let's get out. Join, join up. Yeah. And they actually like jumped into the water on their boats and started like capsizing their ships. Is it just too many people? Yeah. And Montgomery was like, hey, Harriet, calm your people. <laughs> and she actually said, she actually said, quote, they're not my people any more than they're your people. Like, we just happen to both be Negroes, yeah. which I think is a powerful thing to say. Yeah. But then, of course, being a great person, she just started singing. <laughs> it's so fucking a cool. spiritual. She's just like, yeah, some spiritual, like, some like regular slave song, and they all sang along, and everybody calmed down, got on the boats. All said, they got about eight hundred slaves back. What? And burned the fuck out of like four cities. That's so fucking. With cool. her leading it, where they're like, let's she go is here, a general Jesus, land. Burn the shit, get the slaves. Let's go over here. Let's burn that down. Let's was grab this these all guys. Done like within a like span of a day or yeah, I think it was, a day. it was a day. Jesus, that's awesome. They just went and got eight hundred slaves. Um, when she got back, she just from that expedition, she just kept doing that. She would lead expeditions. She'd go spy. She'd be a cook. Um, she didn't unfortunately complain for the rest of her life that she was never adequately paid for her military service. Really? Which it's, a, it's the American military. I'm not surprised that they fucked. Yeah. Though they should have, because it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, in later, much later in her life, in her late 70s, she ultimately does get a military pension, but it's a long fight. Yeah. A long legal bullshit fight. Um, she's, uh, after the war, she's traveling back to Auburn on a train, and the train conductor told her, um, you're a different color than me, go to the back smoking car. So she's the Rosa Parks of trains. Yeah. Because she refused to move. Yeah, fuck that guy. And it took two guys to pry her hands off the seat because she was like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm a war veteran. Yeah. And they actually pried her off the seat, threw her the back car, and broke her arm and several ribs. Damn. 
Um, there were no witnesses came forward to help her pursue legal action. So she went burn their fucking houses down. <laughs> she got on a boat like burn this fucking. <laughs> got eight hundred army like eight hundred men. Yeah, army. Well, so uh, the slavery's over because uh, the Civil War ended. Don't tell that to the South. If you're from the South, keep leaving your fucking dream that you guys didn't lose. Yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> I think what you're upholding really fucking matters. Yeah. You're not a goddamn retard at all. Yeah. Re- re- like recreating the uh, war, but with a different result than what really happened. <laughs> it seriously is like if I That's were to pathetic. carry around a British flag and being like, no, wrong side one, man. We, yeah. We're on top. Yeah. Yeah, we're coming back. <laughs> Hail the queen! Except for you gotta have a British accent. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I fucked up that whole segment. <laughs> but I'm not British. I'm American. That's just Who thing. wishes. Yeah. yeah. Pr- if I was it's that, fine. If I was that jackass, I would fake it in English accent. <laughs> Hail the queen! Oh, down, with the, down with the uh, unionists. Yeah. I suck. The colonies. My God. So, slavery's over, but... Uh, the 13th Amendment outlawed slavery, but it did not guarantee any other rights. Yeah. Still can't, uh, you can't vote, can't have land, can't have guns, no equal pay, all that shit. So that's her next goddamn thing. When did the war end? What year was that? 65, I believe, is when the war ended. Okay. Yeah, 1865, I believe. Yeah. And so that's sort of her next war. She just hooks up with the other, um, like, feminist-type, people and uh black rights people and they just start she's a great speak teller speech teller speak teller she's a good speaker <laughs> good you're on a podcast for god's sake that's what you're doing <sighs> mush mouth i have it all the time it's a disease i have like the worst anyways so she i can't words well good yeah same z's um but yeah she goes on tour with these people like like i like before sojourner truth and uh frederick Douglass. Yeah. And uh, tells her old cool stories to uh, get money. Her parents aren't doing so hot up at her house. And it's full of, as far as I can tell, like homeless people and former slaves. Yeah. Um, some book was written about her by this lady named Sarah Bradford in 1869, which all I can tell about is that it sucks. It seems hyper-sentimentalized. Think about this this girl following the North Star and, you know. None of the gritty realness was, yeah. was in it. A little too romanticized. Exactly. And it kind of reflects how most biographies about her have been since, where they're mostly like for kids, where she's become so mythologized we've all forgot that at one point she got cunnilingus until she had stroked out. Yeah. We all forget that highlight of her life. Yeah. Let's see. Right, at, right after this, she gets an email from a Nigerian prince who has this really great plan for her. Okay, she didn't get email, but there was a fucking dude who approached her and said, I have a, a chest of gold that I stole from the South. Yeah. And I can't exchange it because it's stolen, but you could melt it down and like use the gold. So it's like $5,000 worth of gold. If you give me $2,000, I'll give you the gold. Is this a sham? 100%. Yeah. And unfortunately, she falls for it. Bummer. And she goes out into the woods to meet these guys for the exchange, and they beat the shit out of her. Fuck. And uh, luckily, she's tougher than yeah most people. And she, yeah. So they just beat her up? Was, well, they, they take her the two, money. They take her two grand. Yeah, and they beat her up, and then. Yeah. 
Her parents end up dying. She ends up marrying another guy. He seems nice, even though I think he has tuberculosis. Bummer. They adopt a little girl named Gertie. Um, I don't know if that's shirt f- or short for Gertrude or if they're just that rude and they just name her Gertie. Is Gertie, uh, is she an escaped slave or anything, or is she just... Uh, I actually don't know. Lost her parents? Yeah, I think she just doesn't have parents. I don't know what her color is. Thanks for asking about her color, dick. It doesn't matter. Gertie's a person. I didn't ask for her color. <laughs> asked if she was a slave or not, because um, seems like there'd be a lot of children that probably would need to be adopted from... Well, I think this is several years after is it? the Civil War, so I think Gertie is born free. Oh, okay, so this is how far after the uh, Civil War? It's a few. It's quite a few years. Oh. Um, let's see, probably eighteen seventy something. Oh, so I'm sorry. I was still thinking it was like, yeah, no, you're fine. Next couple of years afterwards, you'd think that Gertie. Yeah. So yeah, as far as anyone knows, Harriet never had her own kids. Hmm. Uh, so her and her new husband adopted Gertie. That's nice. Yeah, and Gertie Sweet. loved the big slide from Canada down. Everybody loved it. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> She became a very prominent suffragist, uh, which is about uh, women voting. Yeah. Um, which I still have conflict about. Because, I mean, what, you know. Yeah, like, what are they going to vote for? Like, what food we should cook tonight? <laughs> it's so bad. It's such a terrible tacky joke. I don't even know why they, who lets them drive? But she <laughs> she hangs out with uh, Susan B. Anthony. That's cool. Strong ladies like that. And, um. Yeah, I didn't know they knew each other. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and and she, again, she just kind of went on tour. She would give speeches talking about uh, her experiences in the war and the Underground Railroad. And she actually said that she doesn't understand how, you know, female nurses in the war would run towards gunfire to help wounded people, to drag men back. So why would they not be able to vote? Like, what makes a woman weaker than a man? Yeah. When the men were running from the bullets, right. and they were running towards them. Um. Yeah, that's I so crazy. That. I, you know, just thinking about all of this, this one person doing all of this is just too insane to think about. I mean, he starts off with starting off in slavery, which is already awful, mm-hmm. to getting yourself free, which is already hard, to continue to come back and get more people out time and time again to the point where you're getting at least 80 people or more out, yeah. to then joining the military, going down burning all these places to the so ground cool. while while saving yeah. hundreds of other slaves mm-hmm. coming back and now you're fighting for the rights to continue to go on because like this seems like this should have been stages of like she multiple got, generations of people like okay now i mean obviously it did still but like, like the tubman family or something yeah. but for her to do all of this in one lifetime is insane well i kept thinking like do you not get fucking tired yeah what is that i almost i almost called you and canceled this podcast because i have a small headache i was to say talking about this podcast has been great but i'm kind of tired <laughs> i'm a little tired now and she's like no she just didn't fucking stop yeah. She, I think she just really had that sense of justice. And as far as she could tell, she was talking directly to God. So maybe God was like, okay, now go be a suffragist. Well, and I also like, imagine that she, she's just like, none of this is right. And I'm just not going to stop till all of it's right or until I die. I mean, that's a good point. If, if you really feel passionate about something, you're like, let's just do it until it's, it's just not fair. Let's make let's it work. Make it fair. Yeah. So the next, uh, let's say last insane thing that happened in this insane life. Yeah. Um, is she started having more and more intense headaches from that childhood injury right. and hearing a buzzing sound that kept her up at night. So she scheduled brain surgery. 
What? Now, this is the they late... They had brain surgery back then? This is the thing. This is the late 19th century, so I don't know what brain surgery entails. I think the best bet you got is a lobotomy, and that's always getting botched. Which is never good. Yeah. Well, she schedules the surgery. She goes in, and they have some anesthetizement that they used to use back then that she refuses. What? And she says, in the war, I would hold down boys while they got amputated. They oh. would bite down on a bullet. Give me a bullet. We have the option, and she's like, nah, give me the bullet. Fuck. It's not that they didn't have it. It's that she turned it down and put a bullet in her mouth, bit on it, and a motherfucker cut her head open. What? Now, according to her, it worked. I don't know what he did. Maybe he relieved some pressure in there from some swelling, but her headaches and that buzzing sound reduced, and she was happy about it. I'm amazed by all all of that story. You she bit me. a fucking bullet. You bu- you bit a bullet, and also the brain surgery back in the 1800s worked. <laughs> yeah, like, that's probably more insane. <laughs> They're both insane. She, they didn't kill her immediately. Like the yeah. guy didn't just open like, her up. What is this? Thing? Swirl it around. Be like, there you go. Yeah, pushes on it. What does this do? <laughs> is this good or bad? I don't know. I went to medical school, quote yeah. unquote. Maybe uh, I just don't poke in your in your insides. Maybe I just don't know about enough about. You know, medical history. I don't know how much they knew about that kind of shit. So I, but I imagine it had been pretty uh, still rudimentary. Yeah, scary. Yeah, and she Fuck. not only signed up for it, but did not want the uh, the painkillers. Yeah, that's insane. She's a tough motherfucker, dude. Seriously, I feel like does put, not care. Put her in a room with anybody, and she'll just beat the shit out of them. I really do wonder, like her physical strength was. Are there any pictures of her, by the way? Yeah, there's quite a few. Oh, nice. Not. From when she was younger, I don't think they had the camera yet, but they have from all the like photos of her. She's older, yeah, probably like sixty plus. Oh, okay. So she's um, there are drawings of her when she's younger. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, yeah. What's up? <laughs> she's a. She's a. Hey. Oh, hey. Wait. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Where are you going? Where are you, oh, you going to Philadelphia? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go your way. Yeah. Okay, let's hang out. Let's go to the dark woods together. What's up? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And she kicks your ass. She's like, you're coming out too strong. <laughs> I liked you at first, but God. You talk way too much. I can't talk to God. We got you... to be quiet. So, sorry, 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 sorry. And she just beats my ass. But I love that. So she spent the last bit years of her life. She, she had this dream to build the uh, Harriet Tubman home, uh, which is just like a, a home for elderly and poor former slaves that's cool because really when you're a former slave it's still hard to get a job oh yeah it's still hard to make money she was broke constantly yeah so she wanted a place that had adequate funding for for former slaves where they could retire in peace um she got the funding through a church called the ame zion church but they immediately turned on her and what? charged a hundred dollar fee for people to come into the place that's a bummer why they do that they suck. People are selfish, yeah. She wanted it to be that you can only come in if you don't have $100, but right. that happens. So in uh, actually 1911, so we're all the way into the 20th century now, 1911. That's crazy. She moves into the facility that she founded uh, because she's very old. And on March 10th of 1913, at the age of 91, she dies of pneumonia. Pneumonia? Which is a pretty regular way to go when you're older. Right. That's, you know, yeah. that's Probably the... especially back in the... Early 1900s? Yeah. As far as I know, like, the pneumonia is one of those things where you get a cold or you get a flu and it turns into pneumonia because oh, you're wait, 90. So 1911, you say? Uh, 13. It was when she died. 
She moved into that facility in 1911. So I'm just using reference points because I kind of like tying in some of our other stuff that we've talked so the about White, around the The same Wright time. brothers were hanging out. Yeah, the Wright brothers had just finished uh, their uh-huh. pretty much, uh, maybe just a little bit earlier, their flights with engines. And let's see, 1913, Harry Houdini is traveling around with those freak show circuses, I believe. 1911, Titanic sailed and sank. Oh, yeah, Kate Winslet's tits came out <laughs> shortly before that. Yeah. This is crazy to think about. This is all happening around the same time. you got the Wright brothers who are doing flights. How many fucking things? Was, yeah. Mm. So Harriet Tubman, super kick-ass. Yes. She has a uh, military cargo ship from World War II named after her, the, the USS Harriet Tubman. Um, there is the controversy that is currently going on about the $20 bill, if you've heard about that. Uh, a little bit, only from what you've actually told me previously before. So we want to... Uh... Or, or there are people. I guess I'm already on board of one side. You're like, so, yeah, I'll take it. So some group already wants to get her on the $20 bill, right? Her, yeah. Her picture. So the whoever runs currency, I don't even the, know. the Federal Reserve maybe, approached the Obama administration and said, we're having some counterfeit issues with the 20. Uh, so we need to revamp it. And the Obama administration was like, well, let's throw Harry Tubman on instead of Andrew Jackson because he was a slave owner and yeah. he's responsible for the Trail of Tears. So yeah. Uh, the whole Obama administration was on board, of course. The uh, current stupid-ass, fuck-face, ugly, makes-my-heart-orange orange motherfucker, uh, his administration is not into it. Why? Um, I actually read that, quote, he said, you want me to put that face on the $20 bill? What a fucker, if that's true. That's what Omarosa said that he said. Oh, my God. And he loves uh, Andrew Jackson. Like I'm one of those people that I'm on the thing where it comes to like, I don't really care what's what's going on with our money. However, if it needs to be changed anyways, and we have a fucker on it, and we have a good person we could put on it, like okay, what what's what's hard about what's this the decision? fucking hold up? Yeah, what's hard about the decision? Yeah, like honestly, if someone was like, yeah, we could get rid of Washington, put somebody else in there, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Go ahead and do that if it's what you want to do, but I don't care. No, I don't really. But it's like I guess the principle of like, yeah, we got to get it changed anyways. For- and. Counterfeit issues. Our dollar, our our money is all just white guys, and I understand white guys have done very well in America. Sure, S- but still, we've also got some black people. But America too. is a whole range of things. Yeah, and what's being ignored is the other kinds of people. And Harriet Tubman's a great example of that. Yeah, let's throw her ass on there. White, the twenty is the most circulated. But white privilege doesn't exist. No. <laughs> well, I did find there is an artist who made a stamp that fits perfectly over the twenty dollar bill, where he stamps over. Andrew Jackson's face and Harriet Tubman. And it just adds on around to where it needs to or yep. what? That's he just so designed cool. it perfectly so he can just pop and it doesn't look like it's been messed with. So he's been getting 20s and just stamping them, stamping them, stamping <laughs> them, and putting them back in circulation. So if you find one, I'm keep it. Because that's cool as shit. Yeah. That's going to be one of the originals. I should just, who, who is the person you know? Actually, well, I, I read an article about him. I didn't I can go just now. like send him an email and be like, dude, I'll buy the stamp off you. Like, dude, make what? me another one. Oh, like, they're rubber s- stamps, right? Probably. I'll just buy a couple and start doing it. Yeah, be badass. I'll help the cause, man. Yeah. Although, this is a recording that we're releasing. Do not deface federal currency. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. This is an audio medium, so you can't see me wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's Harriet Tubman. I mean, uh, there's there's uh, she's got monuments and national parks. She's got schools, scholarships. There's an asteroid named after her. What? That's cool. Yeah, the Harriet Tubman asteroid. Um, Should be more. Oh, my God. I found 
look this up. This is from classic YouTube days. Ooh. There's a video called uh, Black Moses Barbie. Is that about Harriet Tubman? It, it's a it's Barbie's telling the Harriet Tubman story. Oh, is it good? The last episode features a Barbie of Billy D. Williams, and they get it on. <laughs> it's implied. It doesn't show it. Because, huh. you know. Right. She's a national hero, but she's a good-looking Barbie. Yeah. It's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> so look up look up Black Moses Barbie. There's also a movie I didn't know about from 2012 called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen it, I uh, think, a long time ago when it first she, came out. She features in it, I guess. I had never heard of any of this. She features as a vampire hunter with him at some point. I couldn't find the scene. I, th- I mean, I remember watching it, and I think I was drunk in Nevada watching it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Uh, okay, Lincoln killing vampires, okay. Mm-hmm. I actually also, in researching that in 2012, there's another movie called Abraham Lincoln versus Vampires. So I guess that was just the year of vampires and Abraham Lincoln. I don't know yeah. what was happening in people's minds. I time. do remember vaguely about being like, this sounds like the dumbest shit I've ever heard, <laughs> and then watching it being like, it's like a high-intense, kick, kick-ass, like, whatever, so... You kind of get over the fact of it being a stupid plot idea, but you're like, okay, so that's that's what that's its gag is. It's just killing I guess. shit. I, the trailer did not look like it was. It's not tongue in cheek. Yeah, no, I don't think so. What the fuck? But yeah, but I, again, I was working out in Nevada at the time. I'm so bored, and I think I was drunk when somebody else was like, let's watch it. And you're like, hell yeah. So, um, there's also a show on WGN called Underground that she is in. And HBO is currently in production of a biopic called Harriet that's supposed to be pretty good. That's cool. So check these out. Check it out. Um, that, get, rail, railroads. Chew, uh, chew. Uh, quote from Harriet Tubman. I, I had reasoned this out of my mind uh, that there was one of two things that I had a right to, liberty or death. If I could not have one, I would have the other. Fuck yeah. Boom. Fuck yeah, it's cool. I mean, this is a tough lady. Yeah, dude. This is a no bones. I So far, oh, yeah. definitely of all the people we've talked about, she's got to be the toughest person we've talked about. And anyone oh, I can yeah. think of in history. She's... I think out of anyone we've talked about, she could definitely kick any of their asses <laughs> yeah. like in a physical... Yeah, she's like, fucking badass. Pop. Well, that's cool, man. Not afraid of anything. So I think the real moral of the story here is um, have temporal lobe epilepsy and then and fight slavery. Yeah. All of us need this lesson in our lives. Yeah. I feel good about it. Well, thanks for tuning in to our program for... Show pro- oh, program. People, people Time. People Time. With Harriet Tubman. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. You can join on that one when it comes mm-hmm. out. Our next episode is going to be on the guy who invented milk crates. <laughs> it's not. You can tune in. Don't it worry. Might it's be. Like I a, don't... I don't know. Unless he did something amazing. I don't know. I'm going to look at Maybe he's cool. He's the guy who just... You're probably related to him because (laughs) he's also the milk guy in the back door for all the... What do you mean? 1950s moms. Huh? Yeah, your mom too. Mine. Everybody's. I don't even even like milk. Don't retain any of this. We'll catch you next time on the next program. Go Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Harriet fuck the man Tubman. People time. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.